Welcome to Drinking Bros, presented by GhostBed.com. Sit back, relax, and grab a fucking drink. Yeah, welcome to Drinking Bros, kids. Uh, I got a big Wednesday show today. QAnon Shaman was fun yesterday. That was a blast. I uh, got a bunch of wild DMs from that. Yeah, yeah, dude. That's what we were hoping for. It was awesome. It was you, awesome. Yeah, I don't know if I asked you this, but did you know prior to that show <clears throat> that the moon was a hollow superstructure? I didn't. I didn't. And you learn something every single day, um, which is why we do this. And we're going to learn something today here in a minute. But first, real quick here, I want to give a shout out to Star Food Mart 12, the shell station on the trip, 1405. University Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. They're selling hard AF seltzer there for the game this weekend. Huge account. We just want to thank you guys for picking up the product down there. And anybody else who picks us up, we'll shout you out on the show. But if you're going to the game, go down there. Show some love to Tuscaloosa. Ole Miss is in town this weekend at the Shell Station on 1405 University Boulevard in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Today's guest is Kyle Serafin who is an FBI whistleblower, a sex maniac. Uh, you've also been uh, known to, to steal cars. Occasionally. Occasionally, and, uh, and you're a door-to-door bathtub salesman. Well, that's, a, that's an old thing on my resume, but yeah, it happened. He's okay. looking at your LinkedIn right now. Yeah, I'm, I'm just I'm, looking. I'm going through LinkedIn. If you, line if, you by go line. To, if you go to LinkedIn, you're going to find out that I worked at a cash, uh, check cashing place in Florida that I never worked at, but I'll <laughs> own it too. Some poor bastard's got the same name as me, and he catches a lot of shit from, from my name. I feel bad for the oh, guy. Oh, God. People are like, you're a fed, you piece of shit. Like, <laughs> well, the reason I said all this shit at the, at the top here is like, <laughs> I'm sure these are the lies you have to tell on a day-to-day basis to do what you do, and depending well, here, upon what the gig is. Here's something that's not a lie. Okay. It's facts. The FBI is gay. There it is. See that? I don't know where that, that came that, from. That's dude. odd. Where yeah, did that come from? Well, it no, looks official. Nobody it, here would ever deface government property. No, I certainly. I'm didn't pretty draw. sure there was like a FedEx envelope that just showed up. <laughs> yeah, no further. Yeah, yeah. No and return. that happens. Well, the FedEx guy is a drug dealer. and He doesn't even know it. No, not at all. He knows it. Well, no, he doesn't yet. <laughs> they're, they're moving volume. UPS too. It's wild. Look, he doesn't know he's, he's dropping it off here. I just need to get some price breaks is all I'm asking for. That's it's all reasonable. we're asking for. Inflation's even affecting drug prices. Uh, the good ones. Yeah. Sniff. Um, but while you're here, uh, obviously we'll get to your FBI work. <clears throat> we got a postcard again in the mail from Big Sky Country, Montana, this has eight dicks drawn on it. So if no could, name. No name. You counted all No eight. return address, just dicks. We just want you to know we've now handed this over <clears throat> to the FBI, and yeah. they'll be following up on this case, okay? Yeah. What do you think there? Best he, guess. Who is that? He, you're not in uh, I think that's. Department. I think that's my buddy uh, Jake Cottle, actually, from, <laughs> from Shelby, Montana. Serial rapist? Uh, he's an FBI agent. That would make sense. Okay, yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure, <clears throat> absolutely. I think it was consensual, though. Well, is it? Just after Does the fact. Does it have to it, be? It, yeah, it has to be. <laughs> after the fact, they may change their mind, but... We'll see. Isn't that what happened with Russell Brand after the fact? I don't know. I, I, like, all that shit, it all seems suspicious. And it's the only crime you can report decades later and people and everyone's take you like seriously. A yeah, you're like... You know what I mean? There's, yeah. no other, like there's I, nothing like that. I don't, not to, I'm not trying to be a dick or nothing, but it is the only crime that you can report decades later and, and people, people will, will be take like, you seriously well they like, just oh, pa- they passed in what california <laughs> that you could go back that's how danny masterson got popped it was something from 20 years ago there's no physical evidence there's and that's no the dna problem, right yeah it's just a he said she said uh but with you you actually worked for the fbi i actually did you yeah. know all the secrets and then you ended up 
telling I, about all the secrets. I told some of the secrets. I, I desperately tried to get on the X-Files really early on because I was working out of the Washington field office, and I watched the X-Files as a kid growing up. Like, uh-huh. That was my image. Fox Mulder was like what an FBI agent was, not the people that burned down the Branch Davidians. Like, Fox Mulder was my, my goal. Sure. To. And, and I tried how, how How close is it? Um, how close is it to burning down Branch Davidian or... Molder. It's like, probably closer to the Branch Davidian. Is it really? Yeah. Although I don't think the FBI burned them down. I think they would today. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, that's where we've gotten. I think they saw that as aspirational. They were ac- accused of it. And then they said, <clears throat> can, can we get there in 25 years? Can we yeah. get there in 30 years? I think we can. And they, they we're, we're way past that now. We're locking up dudes who were praying. Yeah. So there's yeah. that. Uh, we had, look, like I said, we had the QAnon guy on yeah. yesterday. I talked These people to him. from Jake, Jacob, he's a, he's a wild dude. Yeah, he's, he's a wild uh, dude, man. He's got some interesting beliefs. Sure does. The, the moon is a superstructure, but it's made of cheese. Well, not, that's what I said. That, that's okay. what, that's as long what as you push said. back and you give him the right thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah he All didn't right. say cheese on the show. Uh, so we'll start from the beginning. All right. When did you become an FBI agent? Uh, so I joined the FBI in 2016. I went to Quantico in the summer of 2016. I was in class... Uh, 1604, okay. for people who are checking my notes. And uh, I was assigned to the Washington field office in November of 2016. So that was my first field office. Wow. And I chose right that. Right when Trump got in or I, got I, elected. I watched Trump get elected. I watched the returns and there were tears on CNN. I watched it in my dorm room at Quantico and I laughed my <laughs> ass off. I, I had tears in my eyes. I was laughing so hard. I didn't really care. Well, he and um, Matt Best were in New York. We for, were in New York. For a book thing. I was for the crying. Book. I was laughing so hard. I, we were laughing. <laughs> my roommate thought I was crazy. It he was, was a blast. Was we, we had a, a hearty chuckle. Out, and then we were in New York where yeah. people were protesting the next day. They lost it. Lost their minds. Okay, so one of my fish, first official things that I did. Like crying in the street. Yes. So, like sitting down Nashing, in the middle of traffic. Sobbing. sobbing. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. So I was at Trump's inauguration as one of my first official duties because I joined the field office. Uh, technically, the I biggest sh- inauguration yeah. of all time. It was huge. It was huge. huge. It was beautiful. <laughs> Everyone was out there. It was more than anyone's ever had, right? All that. So we got invited to it. Did and, you go? Well, no, it was cold. It was really it, fucking cold that also, day. Also, I'm not going to an event that big ever. He didn't want to go. I wanted to go. It was... It was eye-opening in many ways. Just seeing, like, what people don't know is that, so I went into a role that was known as the Hurricane Teams, which mm-hmm. sounds cool, but it's not. Um, it was an FBI guy and somebody from Secret Service walking around in plain clothes. So I wore, like, a, like a Carhartt hoodie, uh-huh. right? Uh, badge, gun, the whole deal. I've got all that. But it's all underneath. You can't see it. I'm just rolling around. And I had, like, an Antifa-looking mask because people don't remember. Like, we've gotten so focused on the January 6th shit that happened in 2021. Mm-hmm. In 2017, there was this big movement called Disrupt J20. And people can fact check that by going onto Twitter and look. If you just type in Disrupt J, the letter, Juliet, 20, you will find all the old school stuff of people talking about what they were going to do. James O'Keefe actually did an outpost. They, uh, they went to American University and saw these insane you know, Antifa types that were going to go and they were going to stop the election. They were going to stop the inauguration. Yeah, I remember. They, so I was there on the street. I was on the south side <laughs> of the parade route. I ended up on the north side of the parade route. I actually arrested a guy on that day in, in a very unusual federal act, which is uh, we don't do unplanned arrests. Okay. We have long-term investigations and then we go and figure out who you are and then we go get an indictment and then, or a criminal complaint and then we go get you and we know who you are and we know where you're at. You don't arrest people on the streets as an FBI agent. It's very uncommon. Right. And so what we call like a probable cause arrest, where you literally are just going based on the probable cause that a crime has been committed. I went and did one of those in my very, very early days. What was the crime? 
he was shooting a laser pointer that looked like Luke, like Luke Skywalker's, um, you know, what do you call it? Lightsaber. Light lightsaber. Oh, the god yeah. light. The thing yeah. is fucking big huge. Green it's, one, like, yeah. it's this big. Jesus. That's it's, right. so, it's the size of his arm. It's up his sleeve, and he's pulling it out, and he's hitting the Park Police helicopter, which was known as Eagle One. That was the call sign. It's the only aircraft that's allowed over the parade route because it's a federal helicopter, and it's very restricted airspace. Didn't you use one of those lights when you were in the Air Force? The, uh, the, the, the god light, right? The green fucking yeah, lasso. It, it, I mean, I mean this, was the like the, thing, this is right? the Chinese version of yeah, that, yeah. obviously. But, but yeah, so he's <clears> out there like blasting this thing. Every time you do it, it's a felony. And I probably heard 50 calls on the radio during the day in my earpiece. You know, someone's hitting, okay, we have another laser strike on Eagle One, laser strike over and over, green laser, keep your eyes out for it. And then I'm on the north side of the parade route. This is after they burned the Secret Service director's uh, motorcade. Mm -hmm. They did a bunch of like rioting. They, people who saw it, they broke down like Starbucks and they started fires and all this kind of shit. So it's up, I think, on K Street. And we're in this park where this like punk rock band is playing. It was totally dystopian. There's like burned wreckage. There's a punk rock band talking about like fight the power. There's all these kids like screaming at the cops. The cops are standing there in riot gear. And this asshole standing next to me in this crowd. And he tries to light up the helicopter, which is just flying up over the top of one of the buildings. Mm -hmm. And he lights it up. And I see it go through because you'd never see a laser, right? Yeah. He sends it through this tree, which has no branches. It's all branches, no leaves. Yeah. So I just see the like the <coughs> laser. And I'm like, oh, shit. Like this kid is the one who's doing it. And so I eyeball him. We called in. We start following him. I ended up arresting him in a falafel restaurant. Does is, he know you're behind him? No, okay. no, no, no. We're, under, we're like we're in low visibility, I would call it. Not undercover. Uh, low visibility. Me and a Secret Service guy. So Secret Service guy is calling in. He's from the Uniform Division. He's talking to Secret Service headquarters, the command post. And he's like, we got this asshole. He's up here shooting a laser. Can we bring him in? And they're like, yep. And we're going to send park police to come. We had no way to transport him. Like, what are we going to do? You like arrest some guy, you're standing on the street, then what? Yeah. So you got to get transport lined up. So transport was coming in from the U.S. Park Police because it was their helicopter. They were the victim in the felony, multiple felonies. And these are punishable by up to five years in prison for each laser strike. Holy shit. So it's a serious deal, right? Yeah. So we get this guy, we pull him out, you know, and uh, like my partner goes in and he's like, he's like, you have secret service. And the guy's like, oh, he like he tries to get away from him because he's drunk. <laughs> and he's like, I'm going to get away from that. Then he walks right into me. And I was like, I was like, you don't want to do that. My beard is about this big at the time. Yeah. Um, and um, so we take him, we put him in, we put him against the wall and we're first game. And he gives us this smoothie of legal bullshit. And we're like, hey man, do you have a laser pointer on you? And he's like, well, based on the advice of a thought process to the, with the, I would be unable to give you that. And my partner's just like, do you have a fucking laser pointer? You know, he's like, <laughs> starts frisking him for weapons and stuff. Of course, he's got the, he's got the huge thing up his uh, sleeve. So we arrested him. We take him into custody. And uh, they let him go. They let him go, like, the next day. Any no charges. explanation of why? Mm. He was an Antifa guy. There's no doubt about it. The guy was, like, from American University. He was from San Antonio, Texas. He was attending school up there. He was one of these radicals. And, you know, him and his buddies were just being idiots, uh, doing the thing they were trying to do, disrupt J20. And that guy didn't go to jail. Meanwhile, you got people like from you know January 6th that are doing you know two decades. Well, now. nobody went to jail from disrupt J twenty. Correct. No, they did. They, they, all, got, they all got dropped, and some of them got paid. <clears throat> yeah, and, and a total if, of yeah. let's see, one twenty nine, fifty nine, um, one ninety, like two hundred people were arrested. Yeah, um, one hundred twenty nine had their charges dropped in January eighteenth of eighteen, and then. Uh, 59 additional people faced charges, and then by July of 2018, they dropped all the rest of the charges. Not one person went to jail for this. Correct. And, and I remember uh, <laughs> our friends had gone uh, to it, and their biggest complaint was uh, people were trying to stop them from getting into the inauguration itself. There were, there were magnetometers for people, and there was like these long lines. And then there were like the Antifa types that were basically trying to keep people from going through it, for sure. Uh -huh. That was happening more on the north side where they were more organized. I was on the south side. But we were getting calls on the radio all day long about weapons being abandoned 
in the uh, in the metro system, so the subway system in, in DC, people would try to get on, and they were like leaving you know knives and guns and stuff like that, a couple of guns, maybe two or three, a bunch of knives and other types of weapons were trying to be smuggled into that crowd. None of that stuff is being talked about as a insurrection. I just I know I just I want to be fair minded when we look at the <clears> stuff. <throat> Absolutely. And I saw that right away. I'm like, this is weird. Like, why are we letting all these guys go? Well, if you choose not to go after your political opponents, I don't hate it. It's not really. I didn't sign up to go after kids who had a laser pointer. Mm-hmm. You know, that's not my gig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but. If you've ever been on a helicopter and somebody hit it with a laser strike, it's a big deal. Sure. It's not, it's not nothing. <clears throat> and in fact, one of the guys who actually did the transport from Park Police, I go up to him and I go, look, bro, I was like, for, for what it's worth, I think this is just a dumb kid. I think he's being a moron. I think he made the biggest mistake of his life, and now he's dealing with federal agents. And he was like, he's like, fuck that guy. He's like, did you see him shoot the laser? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, he's going to jail. You know, he was mad yeah. because he used to ride on the helicopters like the guys in Park Police know. It's a big deal. And that's a rescue helicopter, too. Like, they're all medics. Oh, they God. all land and they help out law enforcement. They're good dudes. Uh, the, the people that fly on Eagle One. So anyway, that was just my first kind of... And that's your first gig. And so you're in it. You see what happens. And then as this progresses... Well, even dumber, I was working what's called counterintelligence at the time. So I was assigned to a, county, a Chinese counterintelligence squad, which is the most boring indoor thing you can do as an FBI agent. And uh, you, can just, you can simulate it by just looking at that screen mm-hmm. for the next 10 hours. And that's pretty much what it is. I just read FISA. And that's it, huh? That's it. Jesus. But I, I, I'd be like, hey, can I go interview that guy? And they'd be like, no. Then they know that we're looking into him. Yeah. And it's like, so? And then, so and then we, It's and America. It's, yeah. <laughs> so we've got these task force, and we still didn't catch that uh, China had secret police headquartered all they, over. They've known about that since 2014. All, they haven't. Like, it's, it's, it wasn't until, was it the Independent, I think, in UK that published that That's that paper so you can actually find published articles about operation fox hunt going Mm. back to 2014 so that's uh jim comey was talking about this like we've known about that the fbi has been very clear about that for a while so what do they do because my my understanding well i don't mean the fbi what do the chinese do the chinese my understanding is that they monitor chinese people in the u.s and then punish their families or try to deport or try to like essentially rendition them back to china that's correct if they if they break the rules if they speak out of turn you're spot on and we're just letting that happen we're letting these are these are green card holders and sometimes naturalized citizens from china a lot of times yeah for sure why why are we letting this happen (laughs) i don't know but But i I never had like a you you guys didn't ever go to like applebee's and sit down and be like hey man what do you like? Pass me the mozzarella sticks. It's, but what do you the think FBI the fuck is, more is going a, on with China and it's everything more of a Chili's group. Yeah, it okay. is a Chili's group. Yeah. But even if you're at Chili's and you got the sizzling fajitas popping off in the kitchen, they're Correct. coming out to the table. They smell great. None of you have sat down together and said, hey, Soft. everybody does. That's what all the you fuck do. is going on here and what are we doing with our jobs? This has been the most shocking thing about coming out and coming forward. Because I actually had someone tweet this at me the other day. I love Twitter, by the way. It's my favorite. It's like the cesspool I get to play in that I never I never would have so done does, that. So does Dan. He loves oh, dude, it. I, I just want to wallow in it and I just want to talk to people. I roast the fuck out of people on regular. It's, it's a good time. I just laugh because none of them are real. I just assume they're all fake bots or mm. whatever. They're trolling me, and it's fine. This guy's like, uh, he's like, how come no FBI people come out and support what you're saying? I'm like, you don't. You have to ask that question. There's cowardice. The only thing FBI agents do when they sit down and have a beer, the only thing we do is talk about how shitty and fucked up the bureau is. That's all you really? do. You sit down and you're like, bro. This guy's my supervisor. Let me tell you about the worst boss I ever had. Let me tell you about the worst case I ever had and why the AUSA wouldn't prosecute it. Let me tell you about all these other things that have gone wrong. Everything is just talking about how jacked up it is. So if it, if it fucking sucks, what is the allure of doing it? The title itself, the job, oh, or you want to be a G man? You want to yeah, be Johnny Utah? Exactly. Buddy? Yeah. There's three pieces to it. By the way, I named my son Bodie <laughs> after that movie. <laughs> there you and people go. are like, you named him after the bad guy, and I'm like, I'm pretty sure he's the good guy. He yeah. got away from the FBI. Like I that guy wins. An FBI agent. Five yeah. con Dios, man. There you go. So <laughs> this uh, 
the thing is that's so crazy is that there's three pieces to it. There's the uh, there's the allure, mm-hmm. right? So that's the that's the badge, that's the gun, that's the the title, that's the prestige. As my buddy Steve Friend said, he's another whistleblower that I've I've gotten really close to over the last uh, about a year. Um, it's a, it's going to be about a year, yeah. Okay. And he goes, uh, he's like, whenever you walk into a room, you're like the most interesting people in the room, with f- small exceptions. And, yep. And and reality is, it's not always that interesting unless you're a good storyteller. That's not always the case. But people think you are. Mm-hmm. They think you're really cool. They think that the job is really cool. So part of it is the prestige. Part of it is the paycheck <clears throat> is really good. Okay. So a uh, um, a GS13, which is the the tenured level of FBI frontline agent. They start off in about 120, depending on where you live, 135 if you're in the D.C. area or San Francisco, mm-hmm. 135K a year, not a bad gig. No. And it goes up to 175 Okay. as you work out. And, and that's where you're paying. And then, of course, you have really good medical benefits for your family. Yep. Right? And then you've got a great pension. You do 20 years at that. Mm. You retire at 50. If you start early enough, if you start at 30, you can retire at 50. And you're going to make 80 grand a year for the rest of your life. Yeah, it's like your top three years of pay averaged out to whatever percentage you yeah, want. Wow. The high three. So, okay. So that's so they don't gig. want to lose their jobs because it's just money forever. Well, it's also, point. it's a, it's notoriously it's for, difficult to get fired from a federal job in the first place. You'd think. Unless actually, you're being targeted. It's, it's actually easier than you think. Unless you're being targeted, right? <laughs> if you were just incompetent inside yeah. the system, it, you can't get fired. That's, this is how my first we call chief. Them 20, we call them 20-year <clears throat> mistakes. Oh, yeah. This is my first <laughs> chief at DHS explained it to me this way. Congress will have hearings and say, we have to do this. And then uh, OPM, Office of Personal Management, will say, okay, it takes X amount of people to do that job. Let's call it four. They hire four people. Two of them are turds. They'll be shitty employees for 20 years, 20-year mistakes. So then they go into the next calendar year like, fuck, we got to hire two more people because the job's not getting done. Clearly, it took six and not four. It was, a, have, it, it was a misestimation of yeah. the number of people, not that we have shitty employees. Yeah. <laughs> and you can't, after a year of federal service, it is notoriously difficult unless they really come after you. So you, it was to, a, it's a year probation for, yeah. for guys who are vets. Yeah. It's two years for those who for are ordinary, uh, folk. For ordinary yeah. folk. But yeah, after two years, like you're tenured in. Yeah. Uh, and for FBI agents, you, you hit full pay at five. Mm. And at that point, you're probably there for the long haul, unless yeah. you're me. Unless you're me. Unless yeah. you're you. But as your as your career is is progressing, there, so you, you go through the inauguration, everything. Yep. I'm working counterintelligence for two years. And what's what's the next big case? What's the next big uh, gig? My that, hope was that you thought was like, oh shit, this is what I sign up for. This is this is awesome. That didn't happen. Really. So two years in. I'm, I'm, I'm essentially, and I don't want to use the word blackmailing, but I am, I am working the system in the way that I could. I went to the people that did an internal investigations. I called everybody, man. I started doing whistleblowing stuff right away. But you do it internally. Like nobody goes whistle. Whistleblowing is not calling up the New York Post <laughs> and saying, I got a story for you. That's not being a whistleblower. In the federal service, you have to go through channels. So you start off with the ombudsman, the uh, Equal Opportunity Employment Commission. You start off with going to the office of uh, the inspector general. There's all these different internal affair type groups. The FBI has one that's called... Uh, what is it called? Office of Professional Responsibility, OPR. That's our mm. internal affairs type group. They do the punishments. So I'm reaching out to everybody. And I'm like, how do I get out of this thing? Number one, this is not the work I signed up for. My boss actually sat me down. She's like, where do you see yourself in five years? And I'm like, I can't see that far ahead because I'm going to resign at the end of this year if I keep doing this job. I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. And the reason why is because counterintelligence, <laughs> and it's interesting and timely because it was just a hearing that Merrick Garland is talking about. This morning, yeah. 702, right? Yep. He's talking about 702 and how it's really important. Did you know what he was talking about? No. And so when we- Because that was my job. Well, so when we, when we watch these things on television, they'll use you know codes or numbers or things like that. You talking about FISA? 
Yeah, five yeah. to seven oh two. Yeah, and, but, so, but unless you're in it, <clears throat> you don't know. You don't know as an American citizen. I don't even think the director knows because I don't think he's ever seen what I used to log into. It's a system called DWS, and I would log in to see raw FISA. People have no concept of what raw FISA is. So tell the audience what that is and what Merrick Garland was referring to. Yeah, today. it's your email box that I'm looking at. I oh, just look at Jesus it. Jesus Christ! The whole thing. His? All of them. Whoever I'm looking at. I have an entire um, I have an entire computer program that I can search by email address by what we would call selectors mm-hmm. name email phone number words topics whatever keywords and it pulls up all the things that we've grabbed in that that sphere and what that is is every single thing that is crossing American wires that is involved in one of these wiretaps these digital wiretaps and those wiretaps are you're a Chinese citizen you're trying to recruit Americans I've identified you as a target <coughs> any person that you've communicated with I can get everything you have. So if you are also, you know, writing the people that are in the U.S., right. I'm going to see that back and forth. You're going to see so many little Caesars orders in there. So many <laughs> from me, dude. Cheesy bread. Like, ba- yes, <laughs> bags of crazy bread. Where you're like, this is excessive. What is this guy doing? Yeah, he's just. It's not. It's but not but with that, do you enjoy it or is it more no, just tedious awful. shit where you're just going Imagine through? somebody's inbox. Yeah. I, well, I said this my, it's in Chinese. Uh, well, here's the other thing too. So I, I said this to my wife literally yesterday where uh, we don't keep passwords on phones or emails or, or anything just in case something happens and I die, she's able to go through it. Okay. And uh, it was something where I was out of town and I, I needed this one thing off of this thing. I, I go, I, I don't have any cell coverage. Can you just go into my email and pull <laughs> this? And she goes, Jesus Christ, this is the most boring emails of all time. And I go, yeah, I mean, is anybody sending dick pics and all that cool shit anymore? Probably not. So if you're sitting there doing this, logging through all this I'm shit in Chinese. I'm reading spam mail. And, your Chinese spam. And out of all of this, let's say somebody's got, uh, I don't know, roughly 50,000 emails. Okay? How many are actually useful that you find that you're like, ah, oh, shit, I just spent three months of my life and now I found how many emails out of 50,000? Yeah, maybe, maybe one every week, maybe one every month. Kind of mm-hmm. depends on the person. You find something, but when you do, you're like, oh my God, look what I got. I've got this Chinese-affiliated spy. I've got this Chinese-affiliated business person who's been recruited by the MSS to do something, and they're engaging with fill-in-the-blank American citizen, mm-hmm. okay? And they're setting up something. Hunter Biden? Uh, no, not Hunter Biden in my case. Oh, okay. I found people that were involved in US military, people that were involved in like some academia. So you're like, okay, that's interesting. So you're looking at that and you go, oh shit, now, now you're an FBI agent, okay? So your job is criminal investigation. That's what your job is. 1811 series, criminal investigator. Okay, so what do you want to do with that person? You want to investigate? Yeah. Them. Yeah, that's illegal. It's Why? Called, it's called reverse targeting. It's against the law. It's written into the law. You can't do that. Well, you have, do you, back in the day, you used to be able to use uh, uh, some neat tricks to get around that. Christ- you can still do it. Christopher Ray is one of the guys that developed that program, by the way, the guy that's the current head of the FBI. He was nobody. He, he came out of Yale Law School, was a law clerk for a little while, served as a fucking like, assistant U.S. attorney mm-hmm. for four years before George Bush tapped him to be, to be like a head spot at the fucking attorney general's office. Like one of the one of the director or, or directors at the attorney general's office, <clears throat> and it's primarily because you can tell by the way his career's trajectory has gone. It's primarily because all of that shit that happened in the early two thousands was about creating a police state, and he was down for it. He was he was okay doing that. That's what that was about, right? Because he, he made nine point two million dollars the year before he worked as the FBI director. Now yeah. he makes two hundred thirty five thousand. Jesus <clears throat> Christ! He took a nine million dollar pay hit. Yeah. You know that. For and for what reason? Because skull and bones. He's a Yale guy. That's what, what it feels it's, like. It's right? I, I, can't like was, spo- I don't speculate. I just know that he's <laughs> flying around on a private jet. He flies home every week. His wife still lives in uh, outside of Atlanta. Okay, 
So he didn't move his family to a 10-year post in D.C. Why? He's a geo-bachelor most of the week, and he flies around in a private jet on our day. It's like a $60 million jet. God damn. He's, so he he's had in to, a Gulfstream 550 <clears throat> everywhere he, he goes. He got, he got tapped by Bush, I think it was in uh, uh, 2003, to work on this stuff where we're going to just violate everybody's rights. He had to resign by two, 2005 because the Justice Department investigated him and, and the entire program and said, this is unconstitutional. Now he's the fucking director of the FBI. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, it's scary as shit. I, I was, again, going, going back to uh, that Merrick Garland thing this morning. I was watching some of that. and uh, He said they want to use 702 to go after fentanyl producers and people that are smuggling into the United States. It's the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. It's meant to catch spies. That's what it's for. Why are we using it for criminal process? Well, does That's he, crazy. But does he not know? Because no, there, there was some of the answers today that I, that I watched were... Either he's fucking dumb, and somebody actually said this to him. They said, either you're really fucking dumb, or you knew that you lied. Which you, one you're is You're talking it? about Merrick Garland? Yes. He's both. He's a liar and a fucking that retard. That sounds right to me. He is a lying retard. I think that's probably the best way you could uh, uh <laughs> We're hurting some feelings this. today, but yeah. I feel good about well, it. It's fine. Fuck him. But because yeah. the, the one question that's been going viral all morning was, uh, you know, did <clears> you talk about Hunter Biden to the president? And he says, I have no recollection of that. Keep an eye on all those. Conversation. It's ongoing investigation. Yeah. Right? Or yep. I have no recollection. Those two things, especially. Or they those cover are lies. Things- and then sources and methods. We oh, can't yeah, disclose yeah. this because of sources and methods. Yeah. We have to protect our sources and methods. <laughs> I mean, I can just tell you, I, I, got a, I got my bingo card. I got a, uh, like a full blackout on my bingo card because Chris Ray at one point defended a question saying, you know, this is an ongoing investigation where we're not going to re- reveal our sources and methods. And I'm like, boom, Yahtzee, yeah. dude, By the way, that's all of them. When he was, uh, when, uh, when Ray, the current FBI director, and Garland was involved in this shit too, but when Ray was the, uh, uh, the current FBI director, that shit he was doing that eventually led to him resigning. Who was his boss? Guess. Merrick Garland? No, James Comey. Oh, was it Comey? Yeah. That, why did the same people it's keep It's the same three up? assholes. I know, over and over and over the again. The same three assholes. And you I think that- Alberto Gonzalez is involved with in this shit, too. He was like, everybody fucking thinks he was some kind of conservative hero. There are no conservative heroes left. They all fucking fucked you over in the early 2000s and took your your freedom away. They took your right to privacy away. It doesn't exist anymore. under the guise of weapons of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, here, here's Which how everybody it works. everybody wants that to be found. Here's how here's how it works. And I want you to follow me here. Right? Uh-huh. Islamic terrorism. It's a big threat. It's a serious. It's a global threat. You know what I mean? So we've got to build this hammer, this big hammer, to squash them when they come through. It's like okay, cool. Now there's no more Islamic threat. And people are still getting squashed by the hammer. When's the last time you heard about Islamic terrorism? God, it's been a long time. Seriously. Ah. When's the last time? Can, can I flesh that out? Because yeah. there's more to that. Yeah. Okay. And I, I, I think that church shooting was the last time, and that was about it. The, I mean, it's, it's very Christ rare. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going I'm to put some more meat on the bone that you just laid out. I think you're correct. First of all, they did mm. create a hammer. They went after it. So here's the way it works. When you create a government program, the first goal is we need to have a mission, and we need to go and fulfill the mission. God forbid you fulfill your mission and you have no more mission because then what are you going to do with this agency? It can't die. Yeah. It goes on and does what's called mission creep. People are familiar with that idea. If you've worked in military law enforcement, we creep on, we find more mission. Mm-hmm. So that's fine. Um, it's not really fine, but it's what happens. So they started off going for what's called IT, international terrorism. That's your Islamic guys. That's your people coming in. They're Al-Shabaab. They're Al-Qaeda. They're ISIS. Take your pick. doesn't freaking matter what they do. They come after all these guys. They run out of those. Gen 2 Mission creep equals homegrown violent extremists, HVEs. Yeah. People have heard that term. Yeah. People don't know what that term means. Well, it's moms who are fucking unruly well, at school board that's, meetings. That's yeah. actually, that's, that bitch. HVEs are actually two steps down. Oh, so yeah. there's an intermediary step, and this is why it works well. So 
initially it's international terrorism and it's people that are overseas jacking things up overseas. They're trying to come here. We're protecting from the outside. HVEs are people that are first and second generation Americans. You, uh, your parents are from Somalia, but you came here and you're an asshole and you hate America and you decide all this freedom is too much for me. I can't handle women wearing bikinis. It's time for me to blow up some shit. I'm going to do something. That's your HVEs. So those guys. Oh, then there's the DVE. You're right. So we're stepping okay. to that. So okay. this is the in- intermediary step. What happens is you go uh, in- international terrorism. Motivations are international, but domestically located. Okay. Now we're looking inside of our own house for people that are motivated by external forces trying to attack internally. That's the bridge. Once you're doing that, fuck it, you might as well start looking around inside your house. What other dangerous things? Oh, these rugs are really dangerous. We should solve this. So now you move into like what's called domestic violent extremists. So it goes international terrorism, <laughs> mm-hmm. homegrown violent extremists, domestic violent extremists. And that's where I came in with some of the stuff that I've done because we've <clears> exposed that. And this is not new to people that have worked in law enforcement, but the FBI has been warning against uh, Janet Reno's um, you know, was doing this stuff. She was talking about how we were going to go after people that were veterans because they might have PTSD mm. and they could be real scary <clears throat> and they have guns and they have training. So we're going to look at people that have a Betsy Ross flag, that have a Gadsden flag, that have the 1835 Gonzalez battle flag, that are interested in warrior culture, that have a Spartan helmet on their stuff. You know, the things that now, every everything single- Everything you just named we have right here. Not right. only do you have them, but every <laughs> veteran in this country either has them on a t-shirt they're wearing- or on their body. Tattooed on their yeah, body yeah. or it's hanging up in their gym somewhere. <laughs> Every one of those damn things. And so the thing that blew my mind, and this is probably my, I think this was like my second or third whistleblower action. We brought this forward and we explained that this was being uh, listed. We were basically declaring that Americans who are in law enforcement and our veterans that love this country are a problem to the FBI. And they're listed as what's called DVEs, but they were specifically listed as militia violent extremists. Under DVE, we have these categories, right? Because the federal government needs categories. So you've got the the fun one is militia violent extremists. You've got people that are racially motivated violent I was extremists. Say white supremacists. White supremacists. Yeah. yeah, sure. There's no black supremacists. They're they're a caveat. They exist, but we don't go after them. Is BLM in that list? No, of course not. Fuck Antifa no. in that list? No. They would be if you made sense. And then the other really fun one, which I'm sure I'm on, is uh, what's called anti-government slash anti-authority violent extremists. Agave with two A's in the middle of it. And those guys, this guy, yeah, that guy, <laughs> and pretty much every guy that, that cares about being a guy that believes yeah. in American values that like, if you think the tea goes into the Harbor, then you're an agave. That's a 266 Oscar case on the FBI. That is, you now have an intelligence investigation that's authorized. That's not a criminal investigation. And this is the thing that I brought forward. It's about a year ago right now. I went on Dan Bongino's podcast and I told the man the biggest difference that most people don't understand is the FBI is actually an intelligence agency with law enforcement capabilities. Uh, I had a fun tweet where I basically said it's a trans intelligence organization. Mm -hmm. It started off as law enforcement and they have transitioned, right? Yeah. To being intelligence agency, but they kept the bulge, AKA the badge and the gun. They still have the authorities to arrest. And the mission to do that. And when you have... Well, they can intelli- operate domestically. Their charter is domestic. That's When you problem, have that, right? you're literally talking about what a secret police is. Look yeah. at every secret yeah. police that's ever existed in any sort of society. They have the ability of doing intelligence, primarily, <clears throat> and then they can go grab their, their, the people that they've targeted. Like the NSA and CIA are not allowed to operate domestically unless they are married to a, a, a unit of some sort, whether it's local PD up to the FBI that has a domestic charter. They're not allowed to, right? Uh-huh. Except, because- except for national resource. You know NR? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so NR does, but their move is, is, is still intelligence-based, and it's still focused overseas. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. people get bent around the axle that NR is the National Resource Group or National Resource Unit, mm. and these guys are domestic CIA case officers on a, on a home <clears throat> rotation, yeah. and their job is basically <clears throat> recruiting people who are like people in charge of a business, people who travel internationally, if you yeah. run an NGO, whatever, and they want to know, like, hey, we can't go to Uganda and find out what's happening. 
but you do. Yeah. Could you tell us what happens when you meet with the president of Uganda? We'd love to know about that. We just give. By them, the way, would you would you let him know? We like this is our back channel. This yeah. stuff. So just give him a paycheck to to do. Like uh, we have. There's case officers in every major city. Major for sure. Every every yeah. one. And the bureau actually uh, cross pollinates with them. The FBI <laughs> has a program. It's where the FBI sends agents that drop their badge and gun, go join the CIA, go through the farm at Langley, and they basically come out, they're writing cables, doing all the shit that you do if you're a CIA case officer, and they go recruit human sources, okay? They recruit them domestically, and then they come back after three to five years of working with the agency, and they use that, you know, case agent skill to go and recruit sources for the Bureau domestically. Jesus Christ. Now, so and is this all to fulfill a budget? For sure. Okay. It's about, I mean, it's the simplest thing. It's the oldest thing in the world. Yeah. If you grow, if you grow your program. Yeah. yeah then you win. <clears throat> and then you just keep spending money and everybody's able to live and make money. And, and then you can write, really matter, you can write right? on your bullet points. Right. We call it a 954. It's a, it's a FD 954. It's the, it's the uh, resume that you have internally to get your next promotion. And you're like, oh, I grew this program to this much and I've wasted this much American money. And like, we've had a $300 million budget. And then you come out of that 20 years, you got your $80,000 a year pension, yep. right? It's your pension plus the, the social security true up. And you get all that money and then you just go and you're like, oh, I'm not going to work for Google and fuck over the American people there. Like it's called the, uh, I call it the information industrial complex, which I didn't originate but i thought i did uh and they just go from where the information is with the government and they just go over to where it is in the private sector it's big tech right now that's crazy uh, <laughs> did you do since we had the, the shaman guy on yesterday did you do uh january 6th were you there so i was in frederick maryland on january 6th and i know enough about it i was pulled back into the field office like a day or two later mm-hmm. and i evaluated leads that came in as the fbi ramped up its january 6th process i sat in the in the basement of the of the washington field office with our swat team because the, the story was is like at any moment the government was going to get thrown over um, on january 7th and 8th oh, so yeah. they had the, 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 yeah, the swat by, team was on ready by for like people a week. taking selfies yeah and, and that's the real poles. that's the real danger for sure people oh, taking yeah. selfies it still is to this you day you can see it in their eyes yep. dude you they're sure gonna, can the, some, so can you explain, is it normal, <clears throat> is it normal that 120 or so federal agents were out in the crowd? Yeah, actually it is. Can you confirm that they were there? <coughs> well, they've confirmed, they've confirmed they it. Okay, yeah. they have. I think it was like 120 to, or 140. One they, of don't, they don't know exactly how many. So, well, how could you know? How could you know? There's two things that normally happen when you have a big thing like this. And I've, I've said it in some other places, so it's worth talking about. Sure. There's a thing called the NSSE, the National Special Security Event. I think the the acronym is correct. It's by statute run by DHS. Specifically, it goes underneath the uh, Secret Service purview. Mm -hmm. Okay. There are a bunch of these that happen. They happen annually. The State of the Union, every single year, is an NSSE. What they do is they stand up a command post. FBI is there. ATF is there. uh, Department of Energy is there. The NEST team, you know, person who's going to go scan for nuclear, biological weapons, whatever. You've got your, I guess they don't do bio there and that, but (laughs) you've got uh, your other uh, federal agencies. And then you have all the the local agencies. You have DC Metro PD. You've got Capitol Police, et cetera. Mm -hmm. Smithsonian PD. I'm sure they're all there. They have a joint command post. Then all of those agencies stand up their own command posts. It's a big muckety muck. Everybody gets a, you know, gets to sit at a computer and and, uh, take selfies in front of that and say how good they are. So they're all doing that. And then you've got people in the crowd. And when you do blue force tracking, so you're familiar mm-hmm. with that, you've got like a GPS <clears throat> on your phone that says where you are in real time. And we put out undercover and low visibility teams all over the place. And so this is not people trying to instigate. They're trying to actually, it's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. We do it for 4th of July every year too. You're trying to keep people's ability to either have a First Amendment protected activity to, to assemble or their free speech. You're protecting that by making sure that the instigators in the crowd are identified early and they are, they are dealt with however they need to be. So if they're out there trying to start violence, you go and interview them, you take them aside, you solve that problem, you let people have their day. 
that's actually not a bad thing. No. So, but but looking back at it with all the footage and everything else, they didn't do that. <laughs> they didn't declare that thing. No, because Ray Epps is out there screaming at people to go they, to the. They Capitol. just charged him, so I think I well, think it's he's got be a full on misdemeanor charge. Yeah, yeah. he did. He's, he got that yesterday. He's facing He'll us three hundred and sixty four days, maybe of prison. <laughs> maybe. So, in in your best <clears throat> guess, then was it us? Was it them? Who like what really happened a, that day? I have a really really nuanced position on this. So I just talked to the Proud Boys on my on my podcast. All five guys that got sentenced, I got to talk to them in the Gulag. I've talked to guys like Steve Baker, who are independent journalists. I've talked to guys like Sean Weitzman, who were there, uh-huh. uh, Witzman rather. Um, I've talked to a bunch of people that have been there. I obviously wasn't there in the area, but I saw what the, what the FBI did. Number one, the federal government's reaction is atrocious. When I went to the the, the Academy at Quantico, we very specifically trained on you do not waste your time on misdemeanors. That's just policy. Mm-hmm. Why would you? You're federal agent. Right. I've turned down felonies where people like Griff, you know, stole $50,000 or something because we just didn't, it didn't meet the bar. Hey, you didn't prosecute the laser guy. We didn't prosecute the laser guy. The laser, the helicopter. Small felonies are not worth our time. So the idea that you'd go after misdemeanors is absurd. You're sending a political message. That's part one. So there was a big, big push from the Bureau that I think is wrong and it was politically motivated. Um, I think there were people that did violence on that day. You punch a cop. Like, I don't have any love for you. I think you punch a cop. Like, you probably... We agree. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like somebody was swinging like a fucking stop sign at a cop or something. Or no, it was a... Yeah, if you act like an asshole in public and you break things and hurt people, like, you deal with whatever consequences. Yes, agree. But those consequences should be commensurate with what happens. I've arrested guys who were felons in possession on gun charges and then also were involved in, like, I don't know, creating methamphetamines or angel dust because people still do PCP in D.C. Um, they, and they really do. So we've had those, and those cards, those go local and they get dropped. There's two things that people don't really realize about D.C. It's got two different circuits. They have the federal circuit, right, which is the District of, of, District of Columbia. Mm-hmm. So that's where these guys are all getting <clears throat> charged. But they also have what would normally be known as a local court where you'd have, like, a D.A. Because it's a federal district, they're called Superior Court. And Superior Court in D.C. is like local charges. And they deal with things locally. Like if you were to stab somebody in D.C., it's not a federal crime. So it's charged by the same exact attorney general. I'm sorry, the, uh, the same exact, um, what are they called? Prosecutor? Uh, United States attorney. Okay. In this case, it's Matthew Graves. <clears throat> so the United States attorney runs AUSA's assistant um, United States attorneys. These are the local prosecutors on the, on the Superior Court side and on the federal side. They could have taken all these J6 things and been like, hey, you're trespassing. There's a trespassing charge. You deal with it in Superior Court. Hey, uh, you broke something. You broke a window. You're an asshole. Don't break windows. But they needed like, it to be insurrection. Correct. Right? In the same way that they needed Governor Whitner to have been kidnapped. Right. Even if they stationed. Right. That was like, – that is – so that, that's, and there's a That's the weirdest there. operation. It, it, it was so very – clear what happened when there's two Whitmer, FBI agents and two FBI informants out of eight people. Oh no, it was worse than that. Yeah. Oh, I mean, right. I mean, I'm like, well, let's hear how it, it was even it worse. Yeah, I, I mean, it continues <clears throat> to get worse, but, but Whitmer is a classic FBI counterintelligence operation. Uh, sorry. Uh, counterterrorism operation. Mm. That is the playbook. And people can go back to like 2006. Uh, I think they're called the, uh, what are they called? The Liberty seven. There's, uh, there's cases going back, going after Muslims. This is, this is the game. Sure. You start with international terrorism. Mm-hmm. You move to homegrown violent extremists. There are examples of all this stuff. There's a dude named Trevor Aronson. He writes for The Intercept, so he's pretty left-leaning. Uh, we're friendly, but he's kind of adversarial to a lot of people, and they don't get along with him. <laughs> and, uh, and I think he's mean to them, and I'm, you know, he and I are friendly. We talk, and it's just like, you were spot on. His book is called The Terror Factory, and it's required reading if you're going to work counter, uh, counterterrorism investigations in the FBI, I think, if you want to be a constitutionalist. You have to understand what the, what the place that is. They find someone who's dumb and incapable of doing something. They find whatever their worst ideas are. Here you go. This is for your audience. If you're online on an online forum and you happen to meet somebody online who agrees with your shittiest ideas, the dumbest things you've ever thought of, especially if they involve violence, <clears throat> and not only that, but they want to help you do them, 
and they're gonna help you do them for the exact amount of money that you have, that's a Fed, that's not your friend, don't hang out with that person. And bonus, they probably can only meet you during the weekdays because uh, Feds yeah. don't work on the weekends. And not, so, to, not to be a professional criminal consultant or anything, yeah. but if you feel like somebody might be uh, a cop or a federal agent, make outlandish demands of them, and if they agree to them, fucking walk in the other direction. It's, it's, so, it's so obvious, that's what these people do. <clears throat> it's like, look, I'd, I'd really like to take down a federal agency. And they're like, yeah, it's a great idea. And you're like, but I'm going to need like a suppressed bell fed dude with like a thermal scope. Yeah. And they're like, oh man, yeah, that would be super capable. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, but the, the bitch of it is I've only got like $800 to my name. And, they're, and they already know how much money you have. They yeah. know you have $847.16. <clears throat> and they're like, yeah, dude, my friend will sell you that for like $7.99. Like he's a wild dude. Like it's probably going to be hot, but like we can make this happen. And you're like, oh, okay, Fed. That's yeah. Cool. Wow. Because they're over there texting that, like, the guy. That might be what we call a CHS, uh, a confidential human source. Mm. And they're texting the handler, like, hey, he wants a bell fed, a suppressed thermal scope uh, machine gun. Like, can we make that happen? And, like, he only has $800. They're like, yeah, tell him it's greenlit. We'll get him an inert one. It's like, Yikes. But if you if you read the media, I mean, look, we're giving free planes and shit and tanks to Ukraine. So maybe just say free. Say, yeah. hey, can we get it on the Biden price? Like, I need four tanks. Right. I'd like to use it here first, but I'm also willing to go to For Ukraine after. free, yeah. <laughs> also, I have a green shirt and a sweater that's green. So could I get that going? Oh, and I need to talk to you about climate change. Now. <laughs> yeah. Is that, are we cool that, This, this fucking cool? yeah, this little cool. bitch is now lecturing people on climate change. Dude, you're barely even a human being. What are you talking about? Well, that's next. You know, you get, you start wars, and then you do the thing, and then your climate change, sure. and then Save your the sex cults sex after cults. that, and then they burn down that, and it's and the all, Nazi totems. Yeah, you know, whatever. You but do you have all to. Of it. Th- this is the problem. Like this is what Ben Franklin meant when he said, "If you sacrifice liberty for temporary security, you, you deserve neither." Because mm-hmm. we will build these very complicated and dangerous machines to deal with an issue, and once that issue is gone, it gets weaponized against the public. That it will always happen that way. Because they have to justify their own existence. And, and DHS has a $104 billion annual budget. That's right. $104 billion Jesus for the, the Department of Homeland Security that didn't exist 22 years ago. Yeah. Well, part, part of it, to be fair, is the Coast Guard, which costs something. <laughs> I don't know what it costs to put their boats in the puddles. Those but they are the do. real heroes. Yeah. Those are the real I don't heroes, hate people Kyle. Coast. Dude, you I, saw shouldn't. A, I saw a Coast Guard guy jump on and ride a submarine bareback. Oh, yeah. so, I like, think people are just jealous. For whatever that costs, I'm in for that. Yeah. People, like, I'm, I think we should be funding that dude. People that Jealousy sh- is ugly. People that yeah. shit talk, the Coast Guard are just jealous. Exactly. Yeah, it's, just like, it's like infantry dudes bitching about the Air Force. It's just jealousy. I always like to ask people when they're like, I would mess with people when I was working as a medic, and they'd be like, oh, I was in the Army. And I'm like, that's like the Air Force of the ground, right? And, and they're like, the what? Or they'd be like, I was in the Navy. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's like the Air Force of the sea. And they're like, what? And then I meet somebody from the Air Force. I'm like, you guys are like the Navy of the sky, right? And, the, and like nobody knows what to do with me. If you just, just want to like fuck with everybody and like that's just your, your MO, then, that's, then you're my person. Like I want to hang out with you. For sure. Now, <laughs> with everything you've described in the first you know, 45 minutes of this show, can't you just apply this to everything for the last, I don't know, call it 70 years? 100. I mean, yeah, but dating Jacob back to Chansley like, will. Yeah, but going back to like JFK or things like that, where it's like, all right, we need to create a problem and everything else. I didn't really get locked into any of this shit in all sincerity until I did this show yeah. with him. But, um, uh, but then I started reading things as they were coming out. And the, the one that got me was when Trump released some of those JFK files. And I've said this on the show before where I started going through them and it, 
you know, was less about JFK and about more about uh, bombs that we were planning uh, or hoping to plant in Florida to make it look like it was a part of communism and then the country would rally around you and all this other stuff. That's called, that's Operation Northwoods, by the way, just for the audience's sake. And then they fact check you. Right. But we'll fast forward to now. There was pipe bombs at like January 6th. Where's the pipe bomber? Did they find him? Yeah. I want to congratulate the FBI. Was any of that real? Was any of that fucking real? Like, I know the bombs weren't real. I know they weren't going to go off. How do you know that? Well, first of all, because they were told, like people who are in the uh, what's called the counter IED unit told me that, like right when it happened, they're like, "Yeah, these were inert devices." I think they had black powder in them, so they set the dogs, mm-hmm. but they weren't gonna, they weren't capable of exploding. And then the bureau went out and told everybody that it was legit for two years, and then they just admitted the guy named Steve D'Antuano, who was the top of the field office, he was my boss, like ostensibly, he was you know all the way up mm-hmm. the chain. Mm-hmm. But Steve D'Antuano actually admitted that they were they were bullshit. Um, not too long ago, a couple weeks ago. They were, not only were they inert, but they're fucking... They uh, look very bomb-like. Though. Yeah, they, look, it was, they yeah. look like a training device. Yeah, <clears throat> it was made to look like a bomb. And we, we, there's there's uh, 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 public camera footage of the person putting them down. Kyle, you got a podcast. You know we got some sponsors that put this shit wagon on the air. First and foremost is uh, firstform.com slash drinking bros. Let's go. Let's go. The micro factors, best energy drinks in the biz as well. Protein sticks are off the fucking chain there, but those micro factors, dog, all the vitamins you need, one tiny little pouch, one nice little cardboard box with a drawer that pops down. It's just a nice little reminder. Take your vitamins, you fucks. Uh, you don't need a whole drawer full or a medicine cabinet or any of that other stuff from GMC. It's bullshit. Throw it out. Just go to firstform.com slash drinking bros. Order the micro factors, dude. They got the EFAs, fruits and veggies, CoQ10s. All the essentials are in there in one tiny little pouch. And uh, you don't have to have those old man squares with the, the letters of the days on them to remind you to take your vitamins. Anybody over the age of 25 is taking vitamins anyways. Take your fucking vitamins. Love these guys. Uh, uh, they're great with veterans as well over there. Um, huge fan of firstform.com slash drinking bros. All orders over $75. Get free shipping. It's a big deal if you're getting those energy drinks. I know they're sold out at a lot of stores right now, so you can order those online. Go to firstform.com slash drinking bros. Get those micro factors. Next up, we got ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros. Ah. The bundle package is still 50% off. All right. What did you think it was going to change today? Like it was, it's, it's a Wednesday. You think I was just going to wake up on a Wednesday and be like, oh man, it changed. It's gone. It's still there. Inflation's still here. They're giving you the best deal in the biz. If you want a new mattress and you want an adjustable base, combine them together, get that bundle package for 50% off. Uh, beauty of it is with that goddamn thing. They're coming in split Kings now, and that's their most popular version. Me and my wife got it. Uh, it was just the full bed. Now they got the split Kings in there. It comes with two remote controls instead of one, but all the goddamn fun. It's got USB ports, flashlights, the whole shebang. So that way, if you're getting up to piss in the middle of the night, you don't Biden all over yourself. And uh, you can just hit that flashlight and find your way to the bathroom. Now, if you have an adjustable base and you just need a mattress, you're going to get 40% off of the promo code Drinking Bros at checkout over there. Matter of fact, you're going to get uh, 40% off everything. That's the sheets. Uh, they got mattresses for RVs. They got weighted blankets. Uh, the pillows. The pillows are just as good as the goddamn mattress. Get the pillows. Plus, if you get a mattress right now, you're getting two free luxury pillows free. 
free of charge on that. Take advantage of it. When you check out, you're going to see a three-year pay-as-you-go program. No interest as long as you have decent credit. Check that box. You can stretch that bitch out for three years, dude. Get whatever you want. Get whatever you want. Treat yourself at ghostbed.com forward slash drinking bros today. Next up, we got HelloFresh. Hello. HelloFresh.com slash drinking bros 50. You're going to use the code drinking bros 50 for 50% off plus 15% off the next two months. America's number one meal kit for a reason. Look, inflation is absolutely murdering your grocery bills right now. This is just a service. You order it fresh straight to your house. It is fresh ingredients. We get it every single Monday. I know I've said this before on the show in the past, and I'll keep saying it again. I eat this four to five nights a week. comes with a recipe card. You can make these meals in 15 to 20 minutes. All the ingredients are free, including all the fruits and veggies, all the meats, everything in there. Uh, they've got over 45 different meals to choose from. They're seasonal. Uh, they've also got 100 add-on items to choose from every week. Uh, and they're more than just dinners. You can also stock your fridge up with easy breakfasts, quick lunches, and fresh snacks. Just shop the HelloFresh market and add any of these tasty, time-saving solutions to your weekly box. When you get HelloFresh, you know you're getting top-notch produce since it travels from the farm to your door in less than seven days. Uh, big fan of these guys. Again, uh, three, four years with them. Uh, huge, man. We eat it every single night. I love it. Go to HelloFresh.com slash Bros 50 Use the code Bros 50 for 50% off plus 15 percent off the next two months again that is hellofresh.com slash drinking bros 50 use the code drinking bros 50 for 50 percent off plus 15 percent off the next two months HelloFresh, america's number one meal kit last but not least we've got dietsmoke.com welcome back to the party diet smoke where you been we love you Best THC gummies in the business here. You know it's a good time when Diet Smoke pops up. Yes, they're here. Now, for those of you new to THC, let me break it down for you. All right? Diet Smoke crafts their premium THC gummies from 100% American-grown hemp. That's the good stuff. And here's the best part. With the variety that Diet Smoke offers, they have the perfect gummy for everyone out there. So whether you're a first-timer or a seasoned veteran, Diet Smoke has got you covered. But it's not just about the variety. All their products are third-party lab tested uh, to ensure you're getting the highest quality ingredients. There's even a, a little QR code that's on the package. You could scan it. Uh, I take one of these things every goddamn night. I'm a tenor, dude. I do the 10. Went to Pearl Jam last night. I took a tenor. I didn't go 20. I just took a 10 milligram. But they go anywhere from 10, 25, 50, 100, all the way to 150 milligrams. They've even got some with uh, melatonin, caffeine in them, uh, all, the, all the fun stuff over there. Peruse their entire catalog at Diet Smoke. They also offer a 30-day money-back guarantee. They've got your back. Now, here's the fun part. For all the Drinking Bros listeners, you can go to dietsmoke.com. Use the code DRINKINGBROS for 15% off your first purchase. Uh, and that's not your, just, just your first purchase. That goes for everybody, by the way. Remember, you must be 21 years or older to purchase. Enjoy responsibly and cheers to dietsmoke.com. Right. Yes. Right. 
Yeah, yeah. And so so one, and one, was somehow, fame, one, fame, one frame per second. Well, they yeah. lost. Yeah. So they did the geofence, right? They found everybody that was in the Capitol on the day of January 6th. They were able to like lock all these people down. And Bank of America went, helped out with that, by the way. They did. My but, buddy actually exposed that too. Yeah. George Hill, good dude. You, you remember that, right? Yep. Bank of America gave all the banking information that happened in that geofence for that day. Also, they gave... Or the whole weekend, actually. They, what they did is they found everybody that had a Bank of America transaction between January 5th and January 7th. And then they cross-referenced them by priority, anyone who had a gun purchase on their on their cards, using any Bank of America credit card or debit card. Well, I just assume that at this point, right? Because if you're if you're if How you have the information, like, it's super fucked. But if you have the information, <laughs> it's like you're saying, you might as well exploit all of it. If you're yeah. gonna break the rules, go all the way, you know, like fucking they have. steal everything. Yeah, but that's the literal this is the literal definition of fascism. It's it's, it's a police it's, state. It it is the uh, coordination between the state and private industry mm-hmm. to fucking control control the population that is the literal definition of fascism. it's not just hitler you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's just like oh fascism well, we're anti-fascist no using fascist tools as but, you cancel like, people and the take fuck? their but take you're, their bank you're essentially just creating uh, a boogeyman <clears throat> every year around the globe or here to pay for some other shit mm-hmm. so somebody else can get rich start another war so somebody else can get rich when at the end of the day if we were just protecting our own country and our own borders and all that shit and not fucking around with the rest of the world, it'd be pretty goddamn good right now. You would think so, yeah. It could be. It's think like, about this. Think about the laser pointer. You ever seen mm. a cat with a laser pointer? <clears throat> yeah, they like it. They love it. And they, they attack the, the carpet, right? Mm. Yeah. That's the outrage machine that I think that we have going on in this country. Most people are distracted by the dot on the ground and they are attacking that, but the hand is 20 feet away. Just moving you around. Oh, you hate trans kids or you hate, uh, you hate people that are trying to do this. Some of those are real threats. They're, real, they're happening, mm-hmm. and, but they're a boogeyman compared to what's really happening. Yeah. And so people are easily distracted and they are running from outrage to outrage. They never get focused on one thing, which is like, where is the, this is actually coming from? That asshole. I'm going to go there. But yeah, you, but, because you know you forget about it. Like the, pi- the pipe bomb they thing. Know. I didn't it's know. Been like, memory hold. I forgot about it. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I knew you were coming on the show today, obviously, so I'm looking back at it, and then I was like, ah, shit, I'm going to ask them if they got those guys. Nope. Yeah. N- no. The show the no, they didn't even look. Not only did they have um, <clears throat> camera footage showing the entire route, proof that there was a cell phone in hand, mm-hmm. okay? They lost one cell phone company's tower data. It was corrupted, and they were unable to figure out who was using that phone. Magically? And magically lost yeah. it. It's the yeah. only one that had corrupted data. They got all the cell phone data, but just very inextricably and look when you've worked in this thing you don't believe when you work in a field like that you don't believe in coincidences so what are the possibilities and i had this conversation with dan bongino i've had this conversation with a bunch of retired agents people that are currently working for the fbi and the answer is when you ask these people off the record and you just go hey man what's going on here and they just go oh that's a source <laughs> it doesn't mean it's an fbi source it just means somebody <coughs> somewhere would be embarrassed if you were to expose who that person was they were a current or former Working with someone involved in, you know, the sort of people call the deep state. That sounds really sexy. The administrative state is more accurate. It's it's not sexy. It is a vast group of people. It's a bunch of fucking nerds. They're they're indoor dogs that are uncoordinated, Mm. but they have the same interests. And so they all work towards the same interests. Remember the end of Lord of War where fucking Nicolas Cage is explaining to Ethan or whatever Ethan Hawk that like you It'll, it would be very embarrassing for people if I go to jail here, mm-hmm. so it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. That, that is the administrative state to a T. And it's been going on a lot longer than just the last 70 years. It's been going on since before World War II. We, right? start, we started the Spanish-American <clears throat> War on, yeah. on a complete, well, complete fabricated premise. That's, uh, that's true as well. The remember the main. history guys back here know all about that. <laughs> Bob, you got anything to say about that? You remember the main.
Uh, the Spaniards are filthy, <laughs> cheating liars. Wait, they were they stayed Catholic. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, Bob. <laughs> they just look. I sometimes I'm torn between the flag and the cross. Right? Yeah, no, I understand. It's tough. Yeah. But, but it's th- tough. like the struggle it, is real. Yeah. Think, think about what led up to World War II. As we were getting involved on the intelligence and supply side before we actually entered the war, we stood up this organization called OSS, the Office of Strategic Services, and it was nothing but Yale, Harvard, and Princeton dudes. They had no military experience nobody from the military or we didn't even have an intelligence community at the time it was just a bunch of fucking nerds from skull and bones who were like we're going to use this as an opportunity to start dictating global policy so all this globalist shit you hear about and think it's an existential threat from outside of the united states it started here in washington dc right that's where it fucking started and these assholes have been doing this shit for 100 years now they have been trying to manipulate like what why would we spend all of our time effort and resources from 1948 until 1991 and on anti-communism what the fuck do i care if if somebody's communist in another country in like fucking poland or something i don't give a fuck Calm it up, buddy. Enjoy your fucking cold soup. Because you don't live here. Yeah. And so I, I used to, to we care. used to make Hanes underwear yeah. in the United States. Do you know that? Yeah. Like people, like in my childhood, Jesus you Christ. could go buy cheap clothing that was made in America. It was yeah. normal because all those third world aligned mm. people don't understand what first, second, and third world are. You know, third world was the unaligned world. That was the, the thing we were, that was in play. The first world was us and people that were on our Western allies. The second world was going to be Russians and people that were aligned with the USSR. And the third world was people that hadn't chosen the side or they were like, you know, in flux. They were deciding where they were going to go. So now we call them developing nations accurately, but people still use the term third world. They have no idea what it means. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they think like first world means like you have the best standard of living. Second world is the second best. Like that kind of was the way it worked, but that's not what they were. It's and so just Chargers and, fans. By the way, in our lifetimes. When I say cold soup, I don't mean gazpacho. I'm talking about it's two not, fucking raw potatoes and cold water. <laughs> Bang together. Enjoy dude, your over fucking a pot. lunch, yeah. bitch. Um, but but then it's like we we fought these micro wars all over the place. We we so it got us into Vietnam, right? We mm-hmm. went to Vietnam to fight communism. We started in what 1951, I think, with advisors. And by the time JFK was killed, there were 15,000 people there. By the end, and they're back like, in the French who were yeah, who were trying the, to keep their colony. <clears throat> by the end, it was 300,000 soldiers there. 65,000 Americans died in that conflict for no fucking reason other than to stop communism in Vietnam. I don't give a fuck about Vietnam. I give less of a fuck about Vietnam than I do about Ukraine. Yeah. Which is to say zero. Zero. So yeah. it's negative. I'm kind of I'm kinda of like on the point where I'm like, <clears throat> I just want everyone to lose there. Yeah. <laughs> well it's, here's what I always say about that. It's perfectly reasonable not to take a side in a fight between two assholes. Yeah. Sometimes a, you could just watch. That's a perfectly you know excellent I mean? way of yeah. maybe gamble on it a little bit, but do, like that's not technically taking a side. I'm I'm only You might invested. have a financial interest. I'm financially invested, yes. but not emotionally. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, but this look- has been going on for a long time and it was the CIA that started it. This globalist bullshit that everybody blames on the WEF. And, and Klaus Schwab and fucking George Soros, the CIA started it, right? And they probably run it to this day, frankly. There's a book that people should read that's really fun, and you can read it with two bouts of diarrhea, so it's very, very short. Mm-hmm. It's like a little tiny paperback. I just give people a, a sense of what they're committing to. Sure. We'll, we'll use anything but the metric system in the United yeah, States. Yeah, I don't want to do yeah. that. Two diarrheas. Two, two, two diarrheas. Two yeah. hard diarrheas. Two hard diarrheas, yeah. 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 Like if you screw up and you have too many spicy tacos or something. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's called The Education of a Poker Player by Herbert O. Yardley. Paperback, out of print. You can find it for cheap. It's like 99 cents if you find it on like an Amazon that nobody wants. And it'll be dog-eared. And it's awesome. It's an awesome book. It's about a guy playing cards in the Old West. And he was also one of the founding members of the Black Cauldron, which went on to become like NSA's sort of thing. He was a, he was a code breaker. Okay. A cryptologist. 
and it was early. It's super good. It's super interesting. It's weird. He I'm talk, in. He talks about going in, like going into like you know bars and stuff like that when he was like 15 years old and like playing cards and hustling people and stuff. And then also that he took some of that and he went into like uh, Japan and China and they were flying DC tens in and like a lot of the stuff is all you know validated. But it's an interesting weird story it's a cool dude i'm in it was a, it was a rabbit hole i went on when i was working and i didn't have enough work to do and so i was like climbing down wikipedia's thing and then i i was like oh i read that book oh yeah i remember that uh, black holder yeah i find it impossible that you wouldn't have enough work to do when i was working for when i was working counterintelligence i was bored out of my skull i'm not saying you weren't bored <laughs> but i'm sure there you could no go work. through endless no, because emails phone calls text messages i couldn't i wait here's here's some here's a good example of how how un- inefficient the the uh, the bureau is everybody thinks that they're like this is the problem when people go like yeah they were doing it they were planning it it's full of a lot of incompetence an incredible amount of it that accidentally has some really really competent areas like some of their stuff is shockingly, like, scarily like good. Forensic accounting, really, really good. fucking good. Really good. Probably yeah. the best on earth at doing forensic accounting. Super good at it, but you can't get them to work for you because they're working on a case that's more important than yours. So yeah. I would send off, <laughs> I'm just saying, it's more, I'm just, I just know it is. I just must be. So I would send off something and they would leave like me and my, my other friends, like, like a bunch of assholes, like looking around at these financial records going like, that's too much money to be one thing, but it's not enough money to be something else. I wonder what's going on there. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't have the answer. Like, I don't know. But it's, it's true. It'd be like two guys, like my friend who was like, a, like he almost was a professional baseball player. He was a scholarship athlete, you know, and we're sitting there looking at this going like, man, $85,000 is kind of like, it's kind of like too much for this, but it's not enough. I don't know. Yeah. I don't, what are they buying with that? You're like, I don't know. So you would just do that and you'd speculate and you'd wonder, uh, I wonder if we can get an accountant. Nope. Not today. I would send off a document for translation. It was in Chinese. And you'd go, um, please uh, translate following document. This is the case file. This is what it is. Send it off to a linguist. Six months later, I would get that document back. Oh, my God. And they'd be like, it was a driver's license. <clears throat> and I would get an email. They'd be like, it was a driver's license. And I'd be like, what is a driver's license? And they're like, the file you requested. And I'm like, what file? Like, bro, I've slept every time since then. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. And then they'd be like, oh, this file. You click through and you'd be like, oh. Oh, okay. Now you got to use ChatGPT. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but we can't do that. No. So, but, but if, if it's that unorganized, <laughs> I look at like the uh, like the the, the world scope of, of all this weird shit that goes on, right? Uh, like, take bricks being dropped off for like BLM. Is that our that. own governments? Is that our? Not that I'm aware of. So, Dude, who, a pallet who, of bricks costs like three hundred dollars. Mm. Yeah, but but who is it then? Because I don't know. But I was on the line with Secret Service when they were getting dropped off. So that's weird. Like but, you're but, seeing but who people dropping off. Who did it? Nobody looked into it. Why? Like Why? Secret, secret Why? Service or Capitol Police don't think to fucking arrest that. Well, Secret Service, generally agent. speaking, has two different versions. One is protection. Yeah. They are not an investigative agency. But they have plain that, clothes. Or I'm sorry, the uh, Uniform Division. Uniform well, Division right? doesn't do investigation. And then they have the, the, the Secret Service that does <clears throat> money laundering and things like that. And they're really good. And they do investigations. That's what they do. Yeah. But these are not the same hats being worn. And when you get into investigation, you only care about, can we mitigate the threat? Fine. They have an intelligence unit of some kind. But the question is, is are people autonomous? Capital Police is like glorified security guards, so they don't have investigative capabilities. Mm. Uh, they claim they might, but I just don't see it. So you've got the people that theoretically would be autonomous. Like, can Kyle Serafin as FBI agent go out there and be like, oh, I saw this weird shit. I'm going to go look into it. No, you cannot. You'd go, uh, like, I, I remember getting, I sat on a call when I was on surveillance. So I did a specialty surveillance unit for three years, which sounds like it would be like a cool thing. Mm-hmm. I went there because it was, nobody else wanted to be there. And I had the most fun. This is actually a shirt from it. Um, this was my team. It was called SOG, Special Operations Group. <laughs> it should have been called Special Observations Group, because that's what we did. We watched people. And we would do, like, kinetic actions where you would surveillance to arrest. You watch them fuck? You'd watch anything. Like, I would see a lot of dumb shit. I didn't see a lot of that, to okay. be fair. Like, if you're God sitting in the dark. It's Kyle, not, lie. It's, lie about it. I, I want to tell you the truth. I do. I, I don't I would like... See, I, would see, I heard homeless people get killed. That was weird. Well, that's fun. 
That's yeah. not weird. You, then it's you, kind then of you call fun. up DC Metro and you're like, hey, I think someone just got executed in the park. And Wait, was like, it Christian Bale doing it? Because <laughs> <laughs> he was out there. Yeah, he was. Creeping, he was out there. Solving yeah. problems. Yeah, stuffing so, cats into ATMs. <laughs> do, you, do they care about homeless people? <laughs> Who? Like when you call and say, hey, I saw a homeless guy get <laughs> shot. Nobody they're like, up? no, I got to go, dude. No, you're, you're like, like, the I'm, detective's I'm like, oh, shit. Sweet. Well, have a good night. <laughs> I, called in, I called in a guy who was open air drug dealing, and I had my, I had a, uh, like a $3,000 lens on my camera and a $4,000 camera body. And I'm like, and I'm like shooting shots of him, like handing cash, handing out pallet, little kids coming up, like, you know, teenagers running up, handing him drugs, cash, you know, going off and selling it. Uh-huh. And I'm like, hey, bro, I just built a case on this dude standing out there. This is the address. Uh, and they're like, is he here? Is he still there? Who are you? Who are you again? I'm like, I'm an FBI agent. I'm I'm doing a surveillance on bank robbers, but like, I'm watching a guy deal drugs. Do you want him? No. Why does it sound like Napoleon <laughs> like, Dynamite? They just dude. don't care. You're like, what? can I talk to a sergeant? And they're like, I am the sergeant. I'm like, oh, so, uh, sergeant, you don't care? Just literally send somebody by. Like sleepy, he's standing man. there. He's, he's sleepy. Been, they're like, how long has he been there? Fucking two hours, dude. I've been. I'm gonna be here for another four. I will be watching him. Just send him by. I'll be here. Yeah, we have a plane. Call, we have a plane yeah. that's flying around watching him. We'll just, God, we're just watching it. this door, and I'm watching the door, and the plane's gonna catch the the bank robbers if they drive off. This is so depressing. The, uh, bank, feel- rob- the bank robbers were super fun, by the way. I thought we were gonna catch them. They ended up driving off a bridge. <clears throat> Uh, with another team, like Thelma Louise style, oh, uh, just shit. on accident. They were oh, on, on accident. accident. They were on a chase. They were like, they're trying to escape. They were trying to get back to safe territory mm. in DC. Where It'd be a lot funnier if they were like holding hands, like fuck it. I, I mean, I can't rule out the, the hand holding. It's Those possible. Mexicans that stole my car, fucking Thelma Louise, that into that river, dude. Oh, Standard, yeah. but you don't standard. know that they Is were it really. I think so. <clears throat> it was like nine of them that got out and they crashed in the river and then floated away. Yeah. And yeah, and they, they got. They're the very car. buoyant as a people. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they are. Well, they the are. best swimmers have made it here, right? Oh. Of course, yeah. of course. Uh, but I want to go like bigger conspiracy if let's you don't get, mind. Just indulge me on this, okay? How, how about Gulf of Tonkin? I don't know Gulf of Tonkin. Did did the United States instigate our entry into Vietnam? Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I'm saying yes. There's, 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 yes. A, there's a guy yes. named There's a guy named Joel mm-hmm. Roth. Mm-hmm. Joel Roth has a thing called the Ross Rant. I just got a copy of it the other day. It's, it's a thing. It's a newsletter for rich guys that do investments, and he's like a rich guy. Mm-hmm. And he was in the Navy. And he claims in his most recent Ross rant that he wanted to get it off his chest, that there was a large container that was holding a bunch of electronic equipment. It got moved from one ship to another. A couple of days later, he's listening to a headset he's not supposed to be listening to. Captain says, don't listen to it. He's on a destroyer. Mm. And they basically <clears throat> said they had phantom, they had phantom uh, torpedoes that were sent off. One ship saw two. Uh, the other ship saw 12 or something to that effect. And that instigated the United States entry into Vietnam. And he thinks it was a complete, like, we, we ran a psyop on ourselves. <laughs> Which, really? Yeah, yeah. Why yeah. not? Uh, yeah, why like, not? I mean, we, 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 said, not yeah. right. we were literally not? going to bomb locations around Florida just to be able to go invade Cuba. Yeah. So you don't think we would bomb some a fake bomb somebody else to yep. get into a war? Like exactly. what the fuck? It was no. the same war. Yeah, we've been doing that. But, but, but <laughs> so inefficient, by the way, because we already had Cuba. After the Spanish-American War. Yeah. What are we doing giving it away? It's unclear. No. We, we, shouldn't, we shouldn't have given away the Panama Canal. We should have let the mafia keep it, I think, right? Like they're, yeah. still, they're ostensibly an American. It would have been great if it was Las Vegas. The American there. mafia, I think. fucking awesome. Dude, it used to be. Aside from awesome. the, it used as, to be. Aside from the murders, and there are some, I mean, it does attract psychopaths, so you're going to get some crossover into the civilian world from time to time, which is unfortunate. But aside from that, I feel like, the American La Cosa Nostra was a net positive for this country. That's such a dark take. Right. <laughs> it's so dark. I can't say it's not true. Yeah, go. Godfather. Yeah. Come on, man. There's some, there's some really, really dark psychopathic and behavior shit, as well, though. But, but here's the thing. Shit ran better back then, and I would kind of trust that more than I do now. It's the same thing. 
It's it's it it's, is. It's Pam from the office. It's the same picture. Yeah. yeah. So like if I if I it's have just paid slightly if, more above the board. Yeah. If I have fucking crooked nosed dudes out on the street as enforcers versus a guy with a fucking badge. Hey, and a go gun pick that up. Could, pick pick that up. Don't yeah. let that. Don't let, Don't put that on the yeah. street. There's our streets versus yeah. a guy who can sit in an office and look at my fucking email address and in my bank account and shit. I'll take the former. I could deal with that guy. Well, well, not only that, but like at least, at least you know what the rules are. You yeah. know what the rules are. exactly. You know what the rules are. And they apply are. to it's everybody. Safe. They apply to everybody. Equally. And there's somebody <laughs> at least watching the neighborhood. It's not a guy. It's not a guy saying, uh, "I don't feel like I can make it there in time for this drug dealer." Cool, I'll be down there in two seconds. That, that's what it would be. Mm. I'm going to beat the shit out of this who, guy. Who is he? Yeah. We got to bring back. <laughs> What's his name? We I don't even back. know who that guy is. Fuck that guy. We're going to come get him. That guy? Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, uh, there's something to be it said. It would have been better. We got to do cuffs. We got to do cuffs. What's cuffs? The movie with Christian Slater, I where seen all it. police were private. So local area, like the, a strip mall would get together and pay a guy to be their cop or pay a couple of guys to be their cop. Okay. Like and a mall how, cop. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, but they were actually, they were, you still have to be a sworn police officer. They well, do that in you, DC. It's called so, special so is Kevin James. That's, Wasn't the Kevin dark, James. that's the weirdest thing in the world too. It's DC is fucked. DC is denied <laughs> territory. Yeah. I, I will not go there unarmed mm. and I can't be armed there. So I won't go there. I don't want anything to do what, with it. Why, though? Because of crime and everything else, or because you know too much, or... I, I don't have any trust in what goes on in D.C. Really? It's, it's, the, it's the, the most screwed up place I've ever seen, and it's our national capital. There are people that are sleeping using the, the Justice Department's wall as, their, as one of the pieces of their lean-to. So we have homeless people sleeping outside of Judiciary Square, in the Law Enforcement Memorial, right next to the FBI's office there. Like, how, how dystopian is it that the place that is the seat of American government has people sleeping just on public ground and, and you can't get rid of them and does they're just it, wandering does it, around? Does it change by zombies. administration or is it no, just now? Okay. No, it was under Trump, too. It's okay. all, it's, D.C. is horrible. D.C. is a terrible place, and it's really it's so dysfunctional. It's unbelievable how dysfunctional it is. I, I just, like, Swamp is, is too nice. It's way too nice. Oh, I'm sure. I despise D.C., uh, I want to go down more conspiracies with you, okay? Let's do it. I like it. Celebrities. Um, okay. Do they ever use celebrities for any of this shit? The one that stuck out to me always was uh, Dan and I were covering, I think it was the Warriors in, uh, against LeBron James. Mm. The night before the <laughs> NBA Finals, I, this is, and this is because I know where he lives, like in, in, in LA. Somebody spray painted the N-word on his gates in Brentwood. Mm. Um, there's a, there's a m- lot of racists million, in Brentwood. Yeah, 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 right. There's a lot of spray uh, painters that go to Brentwood. Only, yeah, yeah, yeah. All the way up in the hills. Well, they, were playing, they were playing Grand Theft Auto San Andreas where you got to tag up to take territory, that right? Checks. Right. That's just the way that it checks is. Out. But, but, but with that, um, it was the night before the NBA Finals. It fed into the white supremacy thing that the, you know we're trying to do and to get more money for and all that other shit. And somehow all the cameras in the area malfunctioned. That always yeah, happens. they, mal- they malfunctioned. Oh, they that. never got it. That and then they came up and, and wiped it off. He made a brief speech about it. They played the things, and it was this you know huge story. And then move on. I always assume that you're able to reach out to like Obama or somebody's able to reach out to somebody and be like, "Hey man, here's the narrative we're pushing. We, are you cool with it? You, get, you put too much. You you, you give that's the, way too functional. You Is get, it? Yeah, you give yeah. politicians too much credit. Forget about the people that are elected and think about the bureaucrats who are unelected who have been in Washington for forty fucking years. This is the this is the real administrative state. This is the real deep state. It's people that have co-aligned interests. You don't have to ask. Completely people, unaccountable too. Like you can't vote them out of right. office. Matt, okay, so James Baker. Right, he was the uh, he was the chief counsel for the FBI. He was like he was in charge of the uh, what is it? Uh, he was the office of general counsel there, and then he went over to Twitter and he was like censoring shit when Matt Taibbi was trying to do yeah. the Twitter files. Right, mm-hmm. so we've got that guy, 
And the question is this, do you need to ask James Baker to do the thing that is favorable to the FBI or does he just do it because he worked there and he started at DOJ in 1991 or 1990? He's been doing it for 30 years. You don't have to ask these guys. So you can go much further down the chain. It doesn't have to be an Obama phone call. It doesn't have to be a Loretta Lynch on the tarmac Mm -hmm. with Bill Clinton deciding what's going to happen. Who knows what they talk about? It's like a wink and a nod. This is what I've been saying for years on the show. It's, it is, it goes unspoken it just happens and that's how the system works and that's it's it's almost impossible to prosecute it's incentivized he can tell you more about this but conspiracy requires an implicit act like you have to actually say i have to say hey kyle let's go do x whatever fucking crime it is and it's like that's not a that's not a crime yet until one of us goes and does something like buys well unless you show up on january 6th if you're in a if you're thinking about it you're done but like rent it so let's say we're going to go storm the capitol Mm -hmm. right and then one of us rents a car that we're going to drop off in overt act like a one-way that's an it's a yeah it's an overt act so you've you've now committed the crime of conspiracy even though you haven't actually done the crime yet you know what I mean? Sure. But you, you thought about that, it and you started walking down the road. Yeah. Right. But that doesn't exist for the wink and the good old boy system. Like, hey, you know, it'd be really nice is if things bent this way. It, it's more like this. Imagine uh, <clears throat> I find out that somebody, uh, you know, somebody beat up my, my kids or, you know, my friend's kid at school. Okay. So I find out that that happens and that's my bro and they're going to look at him first. And I'm like, I'm going to go run somebody down with my car. Yeah, I, I didn't tell him I'm going to do that. We're co-aligned. Mm. Like I know it's, I know he's mad. Yeah. They put his kid in the hospital, eye for an eye kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's like co-aligned interests without coordination. That's what a deep state is. Which that's is technically a, not a crime, right? Oh it's, no, no. It's, it's, I mean, it's crime if you run somebody over. Well, that that part's a <laughs> but crime. But it's not the conspiracy. But there's no part conspiracy. Yeah. So because it's like we didn't coordinate. Yeah. I it, just knew what was the right thing to do because I have the same interests as you. Mm. I knew that we're going to censor people on on uh, social media because, uh, you know. I work there, and I know what you guys need. And, and I'm also is- going to give you some voluntary stuff at, at Bank of America because we just happened to hire the forensic accountant or the team or some guy from the security agency comes over and now works at Bank of America. Th- like, that's the kind of way this like works. like I said earlier, if Rawls, you have access, yeah, I mean, what the you hell want you this do? or this or this. The, the two ways you evaluate a source is value. There's two things. People will give me this thing. They're like, I know how people are recruited to the FBI. No, you don't. You don't know what you're talking about. There's two things we care about, access and placement. Right? Do you have information? Do you have, do you have the ability to get that information? And are you placed in a place where you can do something about it? Do you have proximity to it? And that's it. If you have access and placement, if you could be in charge of a university, you could be running a company, you could be a guy who's working in a criminal enterprise, you could be a dude who has a friend who's in the Proud Boys. I don't know. Like all these things are possible. If you have access and placement, there's varying degrees of all those things. Yeah. We, we get you involved and then we just move forward. Yeah. That's and the, the, fuck. This, and they pay you in cash. The, That's this, the best job in the world. This unprovable conspiracy shit that goes on with the administrative state is why it's specifically why we started this government under the system of federalism, which is to avoid that shit. Bottom up power, right? Bottom up power. We should, we, I don't know why we never thought, even during FDR, we, we decided to put in term limits for president, but we never thought to do it for Congress or Senate. That seems weird, doesn't it? It's, or the House or Senate, rather. We're always <clears throat> reactive, number one. And number two, the, the, the protections were already in place, but we've run past them. So I'll, I'll, get, a, I'll get a little bit of this as a, a piece for the, the history guys. We'll get appreci- appreciation for this. Uh, 1946, this is under Truman, if my memory is correct. I think it is. Okay. That's, the, that's the Administrative Procedures Act. Mm. And that is when Congress said, being a lawmaker is really hard. You know, It's just hard to write laws and to do our job. So what we're going to do is we're going to authorize agencies to do something, and then we're going to let the EPA go out there and say that gas stoves are part of our mandate and carbon is a, is a, is a, carbon, uh, is a, is a gas that we can regulate. So we're going to deal with emissions. We're going to let them – we're going to give them the authority to decide what is within their mandate and their charter, and they will write the rules, which are, in fact, force of law. 
as policy. They're going to have like some things. They have to give people a chance to comment on it and so on. But they're going to basically get a broad stroke and they're going to write the legislation at the fine point as opposed to Congress maintaining their power. Mm. When they ceded the authority <laughs> for the executive agencies to take over and do their own thing under a charter, they lost our federalist system. It is dead from there. It took a long time, mm-hmm. right? It slowly is a creeping cancer. But as the administrative state grew, you now have executive agencies that are not accountable to the executive branch. Theoretically, the president is the CEO of America, and the executive is the one that goes out there and institutes all these pieces. But it's not doing that because they're operating autonomously. And here's the one thing that I do know. People like Lisa Monaco, who is the, uh, the number two over at the DOJ, right? Mm-hmm. Merrick Garland is a figurehead. He wanted to be a judge. He didn't get to be a Supreme Court justice. He's kind of bitter about that. He hangs out at home. Lisa Monaco runs around and does all the meetings for him. That's what people told me on the detail. They said they used to be able to go out and do international travel. The attorney general goes all these places. They get all this overtime. It's really cool. Travel, mileage, blah, blah, blah. No, they're not doing that anymore because the number two is there because he didn't want to go do that. She's out there running it. Imagine if you know that you're not going to get removed and you're going to outlast at least an eight-year president. That's easy. You're probably going to last two of them Mm -hmm. and maybe four of them. You're going to be there. And by the way, you also think you know what's going on because you've been there a long time and you're an expert. And who the hell is this hack that just came in? Right, right. And that's how you get people like a James Comey going up and opening investigations into a a Donald Trump. Like Donald Trump, he's a flash in the pan compared to somebody that's been working for the administrative state for their whole career. When these people have been there that long, they think not only do they, they have the right answers, but they think they're entitled to be the ones running the show. And under force of law, APA, they actually can they can run this stuff. And so they don't need anybody else. And they're permission. bypassing the legislative process. This they, is what they the, literally gave it away. They gave away yeah. the power. The, the, Congress the, lost their Article <clears throat> 2 power by doing that. Fucking, uh, 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 they tried to do it with COVID two years ago. For right? sure. With this mandate that was through OSHA, which is like, what the fuck? We got o- OSHA setting policy now? What the fuck? Right. And, and, and ATF is your, probably the worst. Your, yeah, the ATF is like the worst. Like they, they do it. That like the pistol brace thing, they just decide without any legislation, the ATF decides, you know what? I think this device is illegal now. So we're going to put that out. And, and those tools that could be used to yeah. mill this is now a suppressor. <clears throat> the tool that can make a suppressor is a suppressor. Yeah. I've got a, uh, I got a chat group with my buddies, uh, encrypted app, mm-hmm. and it's a uh, former F- FBI and a, uh, well, me. And then there's a, there's a current FBI and, and former ATF guy. <laughs> and it's called the gay chicken referees. I feel like the FBI and the ATF are playing gay chicken to find out who's the gayest. Mm. And they just keep going. And, and who going. do you think it is? Um, the FBI is winning right now for the first time in history. Okay. They're winning for sure. <laughs> and it's, 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 it's unanimous. And, and I just showed you the meme earlier, but there's a, there's a meme that one of the ATF guys sent me from his buddies who are all ATF agents and retired guys. And it said, uh, you know, it's a change my mind meme. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, you know, ATF agents' favorite ice cream is, uh, favorite ice cream flavor is sweaty penis. Change my mind. And, and the FBI is still gayer. So. There you go. So there's that. Yeah, there's that. <laughs> it's not good. What should we be on the lookout for here in 2024? Like, do you guys have internal discussions about, like, with your buddies of, like, mm-hmm. all right, here's what I think is going to happen. Here's what I, here's my guess on, on, on how this is all going to shake out. Well, uh, there's a lot of evidence what's happening already. So there, uh, COVID lockdowns are coming back. I think we know that's happening. I, we've, we've sat, we actually said that on the show. They Alex can Jones try. was the first one it's, to do it, that. Look, they've like, already, they've TSA, they'll the be able to do it. But, it, but sure. is it because we'll of the election? In, yeah, it's part of that. Because you want mail-in ballots? It's part of that. And the other piece is this, because they've already proven they can. People got put to a decision for their chips. Think about how many members of the military went out there and got a shot they didn't want to get. A bunch. Yeah. And they felt like it was their duty. And like, look, this is already decided law. Mm. They've already did this on the anthrax, uh, the anthrax vaccines. It was decided in like 2003. In fact, the attorney that's representing me and a number of feds actually won that case against the DOD. 
you can't push this emergency youth authorization things on people and they didn't have the authority to do so. So that's a real tough thing for, especially for people to, they have to credibly evaluate religious objections and they never did. That's for sure. But people get fucked by it all the time. Fucking Chansley, the guy we had on the QAnon shaman, he got booted from the Air Force for not taking anthrax. He did. Uh, I think he he was Navy. If my uh, Navy, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- that's 100% <clears throat> correct. They're still playing the same game. And the reason why they do it is because they know they can get away with it. So mm-hmm. number one, most people will comply when they're given an opportunity. There's a book that my buddy always pushes. It's, it's called Ordinary Men. It's the, the, the men of uh, Reserve Police Battalion 101, which was a Nazi organization that it was uh, guys in Poland that were called up, butchers, bakers, candlestick makers, reserve police officers. And they went from saying, like, go get all the names of all the Jews to, like, shooting toddlers in the back of the head because they were too slow getting on the boxcars in a very, very short period of time. People it's like the all, Stanford prison experience. Yeah, we yeah. all have the capacity for this. It's been proven. Yeah, mm-hmm. or Milgram. doesn't yep. matter who you look at. People have proven this. Human nature is pretty, pretty solid. It doesn't really change that much. And they already saw what it looks like. They've already proven it in wide form in the United States, which likes to think we're exceptional. We're, we're full on for <laughs> tyranny. We had people reporting their neighbors. Yep. They're like with binoculars. They're like, oh my God, like I think they're out there having a party. They're, they're having a backyard barbecue. I was, oh, spit, I was, spit in, I was spitting in people's mouths, man. <laughs> yeah. And letting them spit in mine. I don't give a shit. I was in 18 states for the FBI in 2020. <clears throat> I was all over the place. They gave not a shit about where I went. I got COVID while I was doing it. It didn't make a difference to me. My wife was pregnant at the time. We didn't know what the, the effects were going to be. Uh-huh. And we moved on with life and it was fine. In 2021, they told me on no, no uncertain terms that I had to get a shot. And I said, I'm not going to do it. And they said, well, you have to comply in some way. So you need to take a COVID test every 72 hours in order to come to work. And I was like, I have a top secret clearance and I've been a paramedic for a decade. So no to that. Yeah. I'll stay home with the sniffles or you should take my top secret clearance. And they opted <clears> for that. They yeah. took my top secret clearance away. Well, it's like, That's how I got kicked out of the office. No so, shit. They AWOLed this, me, which I didn't even know was a thing for civilians. I they think, AWOLed me for, yeah. for two months. I think this is going to come up in the cases that a lot of federal agents have. Um, against whatever agency they work for and not taking the shot. But it's it's a violation of the fucking Fifth Amendment. You know what I mean? Like you're requiring somebody to self-report something, like to test them. I, I as a matter of fact, that's an interesting <clears throat> take. Like the so a lot of DUI cases have been dropped because of this. Because these states that have this law where you you have to take a blood test, mm-hmm. otherwise you're admitting to guilt. Like not, including that's, this one. That is yeah exactly. That is not how the fucking constitution works, brother. Like if you if you fail a field sobriety test, now you've got PC maybe right. Mm-hmm. But if you but, refuse the field sobriety test. Yep. Like they, there's nothing they can do. You should always refuse anything. That's first true. of all, don't drive drunk in the fucking first place. That's, an that's a bad move. idea. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But if even, you are, even if any, we've all probably done it at some point, yeah, yeah. you still shouldn't. But if you're in any situation like that, where they need PC on you to fucking do something, like if they come to, if the ATF shows up at your door, they're like, Hey, do you have this, this or this? And you say, I'm not answering questions. You got a warrant. Get the fuck out. You know what I mean? That's the only way to handle it. I that. wouldn't even tell them you don't answer questions. Just be like, yeah. if, you, if you don't have a warrant, please excuse yourself. <clears throat> yeah. I'll be calling the sheriff's department. Yeah. You're not welcome. That's, That's the, it. There's no reason to engage in a conversation because no. it's going to go verbal oh, judo. Yeah. What do they call it? <laughs> they call it uh, gerbil, gerbil voodoo. Yeah. And I'll do Richard, it. Until, Richard Gere called it stupid. that for a while. but uh, He was a big gerbil fan. Yeah. yeah. I think that's been debunked. <clears throat> I, don't, I don't know if it has. I'm, I'm de- not a scientist. I live in that world Is where I want to believe. Is debunked the word they're using for how they got it out of him? It's possible. Pre-bunked. Yeah. He got de-gerbled, maybe. De-gerbed. Yeah. I don't know. He was slaying plus back in the day. He probably had. He probably did some weird shit. Yeah, it probably just escalated <laughs> for him. Of, yeah, when he was just like, of weird hey. 
Because what you do is you put it in the freezer. Uh, you the know, gerbil? Yeah, it dies for a little bit, and then, uh, but not enough to kill it. And then you put it up there in a dies balloon. for a little bit. And then it comes back to life. That's a lot of science that uh, you're, you're really relying on an awful lot of variables to go your way. Well, it's weird science. It is weird science. Because they come back to life. Sure is. <laughs> you just <laughs> got to electrocute your asshole. You got to treat the gerbil like Kelly LeBrock. God. So that's all I'm saying. <laughs> just, uh, who is married to did. Steven Seagal? Exactly. And who's who is a com- sheriff in Louisiana. Correct. And in Russia. And now he's the president of Russia. Yeah. Is he? So, he lives in yes. Russia now, yeah. Yeah, he's the president of Russia. That's yeah. fantastic. It's and not Putin. Like, <laughs> well, they're working together, but yeah, it's a kind of a co I didn't know that. Well, so Putin, anything I feel better re- knowing that. Yeah. Anything I feel that re- better for Russia. Anything that requires standing up, Putin handles that, and then Seagal's got the rest. Yes. Everything from a chair. From is, a chair. Uh, I, I had a really weird discussion today with a woman who's married to a Ukrainian, and I said, uh, you know, do you get along with your in-laws? She said, no. And I said, that's fair. Why? And she said, because he really wants the USSR to come back. And I'm like, that's weird. I'd never thought about that. I kind of do too. I want to move back to like a Top Gun era. Same movie. here. We know who the bad guys are. Movies were better. Way better. Yeah. We knew who the bad guys There was an axis of evil. We yeah. were the good guys. <clears throat> they were evil shits. They were flying T-38s. How did they get the T-38s? We don't know. No. But they were flying T-38s, painting them black, Look. putting a star on them. <laughs> Music was better. By Music the way, was way better. That, yeah. Kenny Loggins was killing it. By the yeah, way, I, I, was. montages for everything. By the way, an update on that F-35. Yeah. I've talked to people that know what happened now. So Chinese hack? Yes. Probably. No shit. It, it was definitely a hack. So the pilot was in the aircraft. And he, it, the autopilot took over and he lost control. So he punched out. That's what happened. And then it flew to wherever it wanted, an <clears> undisclosed <throat> location where it could be debriefed. That's creepy. Isn't what it? if, what is it a flight of the navigator thing? What if it's I aliens? Think we sh- We've I, been talking aliens a lot in the I, news. I think we probably shot it down to be honest. I hope so. Because that's what you, that's what you should do. Yep. Oh yeah. As soon as that dude punches out, you got to put two fucking F-16s on that thing and bring it down. Like a broken you arrow, to, yep. which was a great Christian Slater movie too. Yeah. And also face off. Iron Eagle. There was a really Wait, good he wasn't series. an Iron Eagle. Who? No, Christian Slater. That was a. Uh, oh, who was that guy? L- Louis Gossett Jr. was in yeah, there. Chappie well, Sinclair. Christian Slater was in Broken Arrow. Yeah, he was. Yeah, that's what we we just said that. If you play, if, if you're hearing my voice, Dougie, that means I'm I'm down. I'm going down. I don't know what that. I don't think that dude was in anything outside of Iron Eagle one, two, and three. You're talking about no. Louis Gossett Jr. No, 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 no. Louis Gossett Jr. was an officer and a gentleman. Sure was. Yeah, he went uh, no, I'm talking about the kid. Yeah. Because here's what happens. Did we just tie know. it back to a gear? Dougie Master. Oh yeah. It's two steps of fucking two degrees of separation. No, this motherfucker. <laughs> two gerbils. I'm, I'm telling you, if we ever come into a situation where one of our, if our, if our version of the Ghost of Kiev gets. Kidnapped or shot down. No, who is no. the ghost of Kiev? Kiev? Our, uh, our Maverick. Kiev. It's, it's Dave Kiev, I think. Is okay. It's Dave Kiev. Um, Kiev. <clears throat> so if we come into that situation, the first thing you do is get a 16-year-old son, and you give him a jet, like, dude, you got to figure this out. Because mm. we don't know what we're doing. We can't even find our missing F-35. Mm-hmm. So there you go. And if you've got the right kind of feathered hair. The right stuff. Yeah. We will call it. You'll figure it out. Yeah. And I think also we should send all of our dwarf community over to Ukraine. Dwarf community? Yeah, and just call it the, the Kievler elves. And then just this they, is hurting they kinda, me. The, but they go through the streets, dude. And then that kind of just freaks out Russia for a little bit. Nobody's ready for that. No one's ready. I got a meme someone sent me back in the day. And it was, uh, it was right when we were getting really big into Game of Thrones in this country. Mm-hmm. And everybody wanted a trial by combat. And it was this little midgety guy. And he's dressed up in like a suicide vest. And he said, I demand trial by jihad. He looked kind of like, and what, his name was uh, his name was Syrian Lannister. Okay, he was <laughs> I like Syrian. It. That's pretty good, right? Uh, that was a good. That was, I, like I that. probably have that on my phone somewhere. Yeah. It's dark. Look that. Yeah, up. I bet you get a lot of dark shit on there. I have some strange things. Did you ever find something on a celebrity, Bob? Can you find Syrian Lannister and put that up? My on buddy the told me that they had sources into uh, into Kanye West, which I think is interesting. I don't know why. Because he was running for president, or just other shit? Just because. Mm. 
person of note? Because uh, just going back through all those things, like I, I was shocked to yeah, read yeah, about yeah. Uh, John Lennon and okay. all those other guys. Like, and I'm, I just wondered sure. if that happens. I'm sure. So in your time there, you hear people like uh, Patrick Burns, right? He uh, founder of Overstock. Mm-hmm. Seems like a really interesting guy. I've had some strange conversations with him on the phone. Like that's how weird my world is. I went from being an FBI agent, like running down crimes on an Indian reservation, talking to like Indian girls that were lying about being raped, and that was weird. Yeah. And you're like, okay, that's my day. That's what I do. I just drive through the desert and I go do this thing, and I come back home and I hang out with my kids, my wife. <clears throat> yep. And then now it's like somebody would be like, uh, they're like, hey, do, uh, have you talked to Roger Stone? And I'm like, no. And they're like, he's going to text you. And I'm like, what's up, Roger Stone? Like that. Yeah. That's weird. That's a weird change. What's he asking you? What, what's what's Roger hey, Stone asking? He's like, hey, you want to come up on my show? It's like, okay, sure. Like that. That's it. You know. And, right. then, and then we talk on the show, and then he'll be like, if you need anything, let me know. He's a really nice man to me. Mm. I mean, people don't like him for some reason, but he was nice to me. Uh, people who are nice to me, as long as people are cordial, I'll listen. I might not Dude, agree yeah, with all of agree. them. Exactly. I don't need to agree yeah. with people. I grew up in the '80s. I didn't agree with almost all my friends about almost anything. We constantly fought about stuff. Like, this is not the right cheat code. That's not how you beat Contra. You can't mm. do it this way. Like, <clears throat> no, you should never use the spread. Like, whatever. Like, we fought about everything. Like, we didn't agree. You didn't need homogeneity of thought in the 80s. We actually were pretty cool with realizing that people had different ideas, and these things were not, it was not required that we all agree on everything. I don't need buy-in. So when I talk to people that don't agree with me, if we agree on, like, 75% of the stuff, like, we're probably buddies. Yeah. Ish. My friends will tell me, I had a friend, I said, how much money should we spend on the Ukrainian war? My best friend in the world. My closest friend, if I had to drop my kids off with one person with no warning, this would be my friend. Okay. And I was like, what do you think about the Ukrainian war? He's like, we should send them as much money as they need to oh do their, God, to do their yeah. win. He wouldn't and be I a was friend like, anymore. I was, like, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And he was like, no. And I'm like, how strongly do you feel about this? And he was like, really strongly. I was like, do you want your son to go fight there? And he was like, I'd be in favor of it. And I was like, holy shit. You stopped like, being friends with this guy, right? No, we're best friends. <laughs> what? Because I don't have to agree with him. I just, I don't understand it. I had questions. I was like, I got so many more questions. Can we take this out of our friend chat? Because we got like five guys from high school that we, we talk about it. If it's something too far nobody gone else like gave that. It, nobody else gave a shit about that. For though. me, if it's something too far gone like that, I can't be friends with you. Why? Like, he loves my kids. I understand. What's, you I'm, know, the, I'm the godfather of his child. Like, fucking. He's my best dude. He is a, he's a dude that just one thing we don't agree on. And I don't know why. And, I, and I'm like, I'm not even sure I care. I'm not even sure I care about that because you know what? He doesn't have the ability to affect the money that we spend on Ukraine and neither do I. So like, are we really going to get hyped up about shit that doesn't matter in reality? Because I can't fix it. He can't either. So we'll just have impotent opinions to ourselves. Mm. But knowing what you know, <laughs> globally, you look at that and you're like, hey, is the FBI? Is the FBI isn't this guy? No, he's definitely not. Okay. No, what's, he's, what's he's, he do? Is he's he's a good fucking person. He's a, he's a good person. No, he's just a, a normal dude. He's just a normal dude. Tech support that <laughs> sometimes goes to Bulgaria. And he knows know. what you do, right? He knew what I did, yeah. Okay. But you know what the other funny thing? So I was in the military for, for just under four years. I served in the Air Force. I don't talk about it all the time. It's not that important. I had some fun training, and that was basically it. I did a bunch of really wild stuff, and none of my friends have any idea what the skill set that I picked up doing that was. None of them. They never cared. Nobody gave a shit. My siblings. I've got, I've got four siblings. None of them know what I did. Unless it's a they cool- They have no but, but, idea. But I think it's Syrian a- Lannister. Yeah, there it is. Boom. <laughs> Syrian <laughs> Lannister. There, there it is, is dude. <laughs> Nailed so it. Nice job. Bro. Well done. Nice job. Look at that guy. Is that is he not as I described him? He's, he's like identical. Weird, that's exactly what I pictured in my mind. It's a weird jihadi midget. And that's why you subscribe to Drinker Bros Podcast on Patreon. But but with that, <laughs> with all the fucking shit you've done, mm-hmm. I think unless it's something cool, then you, you don't really care. Like we've had, you know, Navy SEALs on the show where like I didn't get to go do the cool shit. And it's just like, well, you're still a Navy SEAL and that's cool. Mm-hmm. I think with Dan. If you're in the military, first thing everybody asks is, did you kill somebody? Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of what it is. If you're in the FBI, we want to know the cool shit. Yeah. Uh, and if you couldn't tell us the cool shit, then yeah, we kind of move on with so, our day. So there's, there's a fun story that kind of wrapped uh, my FBI career up, right? And uh, I got moved. So I was declared an insider threat. 
people remember Robert Hansen. Robert Hansen was an insider threat. He was an FBI agent that was selling shit to the Russians. Mm-hmm. Okay. And he got people killed. <clears throat> That's what an insider threat is. Yeah. We have an office of the insider threat. There's at a good the movie FBI. about it, actually. Yeah. What is it called? With, uh, Chris, uh, the guy from the first born. Chris idea. Cooper. Chris Cooper. Yeah. Chris Cooper and Ryan Philippe, I think. Oh, oh yeah. I don't remember the name. Philippe. He was in a time Ryan to Philippe. kill. I don't, I don't do that. Don't bring your French bullshit Philippe. in here. Philippe. I don't give a fuck about Keeve. <clears throat> don't keep all over his chest like that. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm declared an insider threat and I have documentation on this, which made me, I didn't know that until after I was already suspended forever. And I was like, Oh, that's weird. So they declared me an insider threat and they took me from the least, the least, uh, accessible point of anything sensitive. I was working Indian crimes on the Mescalero Apache reservation, which no one's ever heard of except me and the people that live there. And I the people, know what it is. If you live in Alamogordo, uh, New Mexico or Rio Dosa, New Mexico, then you know what it is. And that's uh, 75 people. And then the rest of the people don't know what it is. That's what I did. And I loved it. It was great. It was like, I wore cowboy boots. I had a hat on. I would call people. We did an arrest where I literally had a guy and I was like, hey, bro, um, we have an arrest warrant for you. You punched your aunt. You broke her orbital socket and you're going to go to jail. And he was like, fuck you. And I was like, all right. And he was like, look, man, all I want to know is I won't beep. I hang up on him. And then he called me the next day because <laughs> I left a business card at his house, well, mm-hmm. his trailer. And he calls me up and he's like, hey, man. And I go, hey, are you going to turn yourself in? And he was like, look, I'm not trying to. And I'm like, are you going to turn yourself in? And he's like, look, I got some stuff. And I'm like, beep, I hang up on him. I did that for four days. On the fifth day, he called me up and was like, man, I'm not trying to run for you. Come get me. No shit. And we drove an hour and a half across the desert to go get him. And he was waiting for us. And he goes, how am I going to know who you are? I said, I'm going to be the dude with the beard, the cowboy hat, and boots on. I'll be wearing a placard that says FBI. If you show me your hands when we pull up, then I won't touch my gun, and then we'll put you in cuffs. We'll be very polite and gentle, and that's what will happen. And you'll know who I am. And my partner looks like somewhat shadier because he was a Green Beret. Mm-hmm. And he goes like, all right. And we showed up, and he was like, hey, bro, can I like finish hitting this, uh, this pipe? And I'm like, no, asshole. You can't keep he was smoking weed. <laughs> well, well he's on the res. Yeah. If it's well, on the res. No, no, he, he was off the res. Him. He was oh, off the okay. res, number one. Right. And number two, he had all the time, because I told him, I gave him a 30-minute warning. We were 30 minutes out. When I showed up, you should have been already baked as much as you wanted to be. Well, he was trying to time it out, though. You know sure was. was. Yeah, dude, you're going to jail. You want to be not high in jail. I, it was you still, should be. It was an hour and a half transport anyway. Yeah. It, <laughs> if he was smoking some good shit, that would have lasted a while. I he wants to be high all the way through. That's on you, I did. It's on me. Shame on me, but I actually didn't care. He punched an old lady and broke her face. He's an asshole. So let's call it what it is. But I was polite. Well, what, what, what was she doing? Then? What was she doing? You know? We don't know. She was like 80. It's not, I, what, whatever, whatever she did at 80. She talking back? I don't yeah. think so. 80 is enough. She's just talking back? He, he, was just, a no, he was a known asshole. Just being 80 just is enough for me. You know, You're just like, going to you blast a lady. Bitch, There's something wrong with you. You out of your mind? For being but 80 around me? How dare day, you? They took me from, from that job doing that, and they moved me to a national security squad and gave me no work for six weeks. But all access. Because, right? because, yeah, well, in theory, I, I don't know. I just yeah. sat there and did nothing. I, I did like some <clears> trainings. So I'm sitting in my boss's office because he pulls me in. And he's like, hey, man, really appreciate you jumping in here. And he's like, you want to go consult on these cases? You know more about surveillance than these guys. Some of them are new to you. I'm like, sure, I'll talk about what, I'll do whatever you want. I'm, yeah. I'm not here to work. He goes, what do you want to work? And I was like, nothing. I don't want to work any of this. I don't believe in the, in the FBI's national security mission, period. And he's like, well, you got to do something. I was like, well, there's one thing I would do. And he's like, what's that? And I was like, I'd, uh, I'd be interested in going up to northern New Mexico near the Archuleta Mesa and getting into the Dolce base. You know about the Dolce base? Mm-hmm. Yeah? Yeah. And I'm like, I would, I would go do that. And he goes, uh, <clears throat> I'm not really familiar with the, the what? I go, the Dolce base, it's one of the dumbs in New Mexico. And he's like, and he's like completely clueless. He has no idea what I'm talking about. I'm like, it's one of the deep underground military bases. And I deadpan everything. Like, that's just my nature. Sure. <laughs> and he's like, the... the what are they? And I'm like, you know, there's a series of tunnels that run into the state of New Mexico and they connect all the dumbs, all these military bases. I said, anyway, look, the story is this. And there's some pretty good evidence that this happened because a lot of people on the internet have said it. There was a shootout between the guys from Delta Force at the time 
and uh, the blues and the grays on this location. And there may have been an FBI agent killed. And I've never seen a satisfactory conclusion to it. A lot of people think that it was unresolved. So I'd like to go check that out and see what's going on there and do some interviews. So I just need a couple of days of travel up there, which by the way, we don't get that. That's not normal. I'm uh-huh. just asking for something. And he goes, when you say blues and the grays, are you, you talk about aliens? And I was like, what do you call them? And he's like, he kind of leans back for a second and he looks very confused. And he I mean, goes, the goal is to see how far into this conversation you can get before, I'm going guy, all the yeah, way, before he kicks yeah. you out of his office. I'm going like, the whole the way. Fuck out yeah. Yeah. Here. No, like anybody who knows me knows that like, I don't half-ass anything. I'm fully extreme. I'm extreme about my constitutional liberties and I'm definitely extreme about talking about aliens with my boss. I don't yeah. give a shit. And so he's just like, and he's a good guy to be, to be fair. He was a pretty good dude. And he's looking, he's like, I don't know if you're, if you're like screwing with me or not. And I was like, yeah, me neither. <laughs> and he's like uh, I was like well think about it I'll see you later on and I go and I sit down on my desk and like <laughs> I just left it at that never we never went back no we never resolved it we never figured out I don't know if they're gonna let me do the Dolce base or not probably not Ale- aliens are real for sure yeah yeah, they come those, over. They come you over saw the border. Those Mexico ones, right? From Mexico. I thought that was a cake. It was a birthday cake. That was a birthday sure, cake. Yeah. Those were real people. That was, was a birthday cake for people. a kid that's obsessed. Well, like probably one of you, one of your kids yeah. obsessed with the fucking X Files, second hand. Right. Exactly. They're into Roswell. That was definitely a cake. I think it was the. Uh, I think it was a teaser, and we're going to find out that that was actually the teaser for the Great British Bake Off. Oh shit! Who it could be Mary? Mary, what's her name? Mary and uh, Paul Hollywood. Yeah, I like yeah. Paul Hollywood. Yeah, Paul like, Hollywood. You know what? That was a decidedly refreshing <clears throat> show. I watch a lot of. I'll, I'll watch things if there's TV violence. I, I get bored because it's usually fictional and stupid. Mm. And if it's and if it's informational, it's usually. Eh. And then, but you could watch the British Baking Show. Even if you don't like baking, they talk about the science of it. There's a lot of like. There's a um, the anxiety of like, oh, is it gonna is, is it gonna prove. Is it going to prove well enough? Is it going to rise? Is it going yeah. to be? Is it going to be cooked all the way through? And then, um, and it's wholesome. It's really. It's actually. And it's, and it's who fun, doesn't yeah. like cake? Just to and chill out to and it. biscuits or whatever. I the like. Shit they call is them. it a cake or is it you know the real item? And then they do the knife mm. through it, and you're like, oh shit! It's oh like, that Japanese. It's game not show? a dirty old boot. It's a cake. It's <laughs> great. Like that. It's, I love that. Well, shit. Japanese gay shows are a totally other thing. I have a yeah. buddy who's an FBI agent who will remain nameless. Um, uh, but Jake always Steve sends Wilcox. Yeah, his <laughs> name is Dave FBI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but Jake may or may not send me all of the weird <laughs> shit. He always says Asians are really weird, which I think is a overly broad, but not wrong. And, and he's like, Asians are really weird. And then he'll send me like the weirdest shit, uh, Korean and Japanese game shows that you've ever seen. Licking assholes, all that stuff. Yeah. Jiz- Jizzy stairs. Yep. You've seen that one. Yep. I don't know, what, like, who came up with that? That's what Dan and I do this for a living. We You're talking about the, like the, the jizzy stairs, the plastic steps or whatever that just have goop on them, and you have to run the, up it. It's white goop, and the guys are all wearing yeah. like human condoms. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. It's, it's very bizarre. Yeah, it's fun. Did you ever watch the TV show Quantico? Um, I've seen it. I, I real or not real. So this is tough. So the idea that they hired a woman who started banging a dude in the airport lobby or in the rental car and then showed up late and then was like, so help me God. And like, and like sworn at the last second, like that's bullshit. Um, but the amount of fuckery that goes on at Quantico and the amount of uh, adultery that happens there is actually staggering. Okay. And I think that sexual compromise is actually something that is implicit in the FBI. It goes all the way up the chain. We had deals where like the office of inspector general theoretically looks into FBI people mm-hmm. for things they shouldn't be doing. And there was a, uh, an OIG report that came out in December. I got a cease and desist letter, I think. I haven't read it, but somebody told me that they sent it to my wrong address. And I'm like, eh, not, yeah. my, ha- not, not my problem. Exactly. And, and also, factually, <laughs> what I was saying was correct. So feel free to swear into it, and then I'll, I'll retract it. And I'll put it out to my Twitter followers, too. But this, um, there's so much fuckery that goes on at the top level of the FBI that when they said a senior FBI official, a special agent in charge, so this is a GS, I'm uh, sorry, this is off the GS, this is an SES, I think SES-1, was involved in sex in a government vehicle with a subordinate. And another one was involved in, and, and was sexing someone else, you know, afterwards. 
we ran that by my, my chat group of FBI people. We had three or 400 people that were in this that were like, you know, non-vaccine compliant. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't decide which field office it was because there were three leading candidates. Yeah. Of the 56, 57 field offices that are out there in the division, there were three that had recently been involved in that kind of sex, sex in a government vehicle. And nobody was sure, was it sex in a government plane or a car? And there were winning candidates for all those. Those were stories that happened at least three field offices. Least shocking thing you've said all day. I just picture that yeah, everybody's yeah, no, fucking and it's going on all the time. Yeah, and you're no, doing it just chaos. because you can. And it's Peter rad. Peter ruined it for and nobody gets caught. Nobody cares. Because you got all these weird fucking things that nobody has access to. Your wife doesn't have access to it and everything it's else. It's kind of ironic that it happens in the FBI like that. Because that's exactly the kind of shit that Hoover used against everybody. It's also the reason why you lose a security clearance historically. Yeah. Yeah. They used to do this. My buddy <clears> told me this. He worked for NSA and he worked for the FBI. And he said back in the day, if you went in. And you popped hot on the, on the polygraph for engaging in adultery. Now, think about what that would mean for a national security person. That means that the one person in your life that you've sworn allegiance to, mm-hmm. you are now going to betray right. and go bang somebody else. Right? That's what it means. So the only way that they would allow you into the agency, if that's the only problem that you have, and usually people that are involved in adultery also have some financial fraud and other things. It turns out that's what Richard, uh, Robert Hansen's deal was. Mm. So they're always looking for adultery. If you were engaged in adultery and they popped it on the polygraph, you had to bring your spouse in and confess to the spouse in front of the polygrapher, the people that were there. So they knew that it was clear so it wasn't blackmail material. Fuck, and if you did that, then you would be able to be, move on in the process. That's, that's the story that's I heard. Dark. Well, these days, she makes dark, sense. These days it's just all swingers anyways, right? So it's possible. My buddy bring, told me You bring them in and she's like, yeah, I watched. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was on your OnlyFans. Yeah. Exactly. That's gross. That's well, gross how, how long until, I think AOC and Bobert are close to having OnlyFans. Uh, well, when they get out, so if they if they were uh, out and this is short lived, why wait? Uh, I think if it's, I think if this is short lived, then yes, they Patina do it. If not, then they don't. Mm, yeah, is that what it is? Getting, Maybe getting felt up. By the way, update on that Lauren Bobert situation. That was a first date. Mm. That's a that's a bold first. That was date. a first date. That's a fun first. date. And she's date. no longer be gonna go. She she made some cryptic comment like. Uh, 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 I'll be more careful with the looking into the political affiliations of my dates moving forward. That which, checks out. But like, he was he was a Democrat. Yeah. Oh, really? I, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So she wasn't even pissed off that she, that uh, she got caught jacking this dude off in a theater. It was more that he was a Democrat. Oh, that's Democrat cum. Yeah. Hell no. Get it off of me. I got I, all that Democrat cum all I, over I, me. I would say that's what we refer to as reaching across the aisle. Nailed Ooh. it. Look at that. Nailed it. What well, we should end there. We may have you back on the show. There it is. Boom. <laughs> We're ending on that one today. Uh, now's the point of the show. We get to the drinking bro of the week, which is someone who has inspired you or helped you become the person you are today. Who would you like to give James the drinking Cody. bro of the week to? Richard Gere. <laughs> well, cool. are you are you advocating Richard I, Gere? I, did I I I, I heard it. You've I heard can't it. confirm where that voice came from, but yeah, if you want to give it to him, go on. Made me the man that I am. It's my dad. Okay. Yeah, my dad, who doesn't drink all that much, but is a is an outstanding human being, and he's been known to have a drink. There you go. Cheers. Is uh is the our listener still back there? By the way, yeah, he is. Uh, bring him up. I, I told him he could give out drinking bro of the week. He brought us a, a nice bottle of uh, the booze. biggest bottle of hooch I've ever ever seen. seen. Uh, Bob, just give him your microphone there real quick, and we'll pop him in behind I mean, it's you a, there. It's, I guess that's a handle size, right? Yeah, it's a big boy size. There. Bring the booze over. What are bring you doing? The, bring the booze over first. Isn't it still over there? I'll, I'll tell you what. Put oh, the, no, ca- put the camera on him, and I'll grab it. Yeah. Tell everybody your name. <clears throat> um, Ray Ray Guerrero. Uh, Ray, record holder. Ray Ray Guerrero. You've been on. Have you not been on the show before? Yeah, you yeah, have. I've been yeah. on a few times. Yeah, he's the 13 fucking Seltzers oh, guy. He's the guy. Yeah. Shit. You and I, so you drink. Oh, 
You drink uh, 13 seltzers, and you tried to have a conversation with me in the parking lot, and I had no idea what the fuck you were talking about. I like about. that. When somebody Honestly, moves into a new language. Um, yeah, he was... No, he, every fucking word was clear. It was just... It was, it was word salad. Yeah. Like it, the, he enunciated everything. Verbal I, kept, I had a 20-minute yes. convo with you as well, but you're, you're still the dude who, who owns the record. 13 yeah. Hardy F seltzers has never been broken here. You brought uh, the softcore guys a bottle here, one of the biggest bottles I've ever seen. Uh, 1835 bourbon, uh, Texas. What is this mean? Something special to you? Um, I had it when, uh, actually the first time I had it was when LSU beat Texas mm. a few years back. Mm. Okay. And it actually helped me get through the loss. Shit. Well, look, you guys are number three in the nation now. So here you are. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations. Look, uh, I just, as a warning to the soft core history guys, don't sit on that. I know, yeah. I know you want to, but don't but sit don't on do it. it. Who do you want to give Drinking Bro of the Week to? Um, I actually got uh, three small groups, if that's possible. Go ahead. Wait, did you say three uh, small for groups? For one, the guys in the back that keep this uh, shit wagon on the air. Yeah. Um, software guys, yeah. You know, subscribe to the Patreon. I'm a poor, and I can afford it, so what's your excuse? Uh, two, <laughs> there you go. There I kind blast. I can't wait for those guys to come back. Joel's back there now beating off, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah hear I got him his own we got, we special bottle as well. Second would be the guys that I work with and served with. Um, Jacob, y'all saw him earlier. Yep. Uh, first time dad, girl dad. You know, I'm always there for him. That means he's my, got a lot of sins in his past. I'm just oh, saying. Oh, quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, second would be uh, my buddy uh, Anthony, finally getting married. You know, congratulations to him. and buddy Danny, who I served with throughout my time in Korea. Sure. And uh, lastly, my sons, who uh, make me a better guy every single day. Sweet. Hell yeah, dude. <clears throat> Cheers. Thank you for, for coming in. I know the booze is for them, but I want to show the audience just how big this is. You might hold the record now for biggest bottle of booze brought into the show that as well. Can, that cannot be keistered. Last question well, for you, the first, Kyle. The first couple of inches, but after But not that, past right. that, it's just gay. Yeah. Uh, last question for you, Kyle. That's uh, the, the woman, the 80-year-olds with the orbital injury. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, was it just one eye or two? It was one. Okay, so that means she learned her lesson. Correct. And we're going to end on that today. Kyle, tell everybody where they can find you. <laughs> so people can find my podcast if you want to talk uh, sort of irreverent takes on the uh, federal government. We do that every morning on rumble.com slash Kyle Serafin, or you can find me at Kyle Serafin on pretty much all the social media stuff. Awesome. Come back, dude. You're yeah. fucking interesting. I'm dude. right up the road. I'm yeah. up in Liberty Hill. Oh, are you really? I am. Fuck <laughs> you, dude. Bring some gerbils. We'll put them in the freezer and Let's figure it out. Let's do it. Let's yeah. see. It's because it's as soon as they Look, come I'm back a to paramedic. life. If it gets weird, I can probably solve the problem. But as soon too. as they come back to life, they <laughs> try to scratch their way out, and that's when you have to climax. So, like, that's mm. the whole thing. And suturing. Yes. Hopefully. So you can do all of that. It's been a little while. I'm rusty. My stitches will look bad, but yeah, let's do it. Yeah, dude. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Uh, for Danthony Danthony Holloway, Kyle Serafin, I'm Ross Patterson. This is the Drinking Bros Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night.